What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Game Changer Weekly here at Bodyslam.net. I am Cassie Haynes, owner of Bodyslam.net. I'm joined by my man, Mike Hamley. And we got a special guest this week, guys. I got something special for you. A couple days late. We usually run the show on Thursdays. We had some scheduling issues, me having back issues. So we brought KG, the voice of Game Changer Wrestling, the 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 man himself here to hang out with us today and talk about Game Changer Wrestling and everything GCW. So guys, what's happening? KG, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Allow me to say what up, though? What is really good, though? What is truly great, though? And, of course, for my friend from Kings Road Wrestling, what is truly popping, though? Hey, that I is like the question. I think Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. Um, maybe the second biggest story coming out of Atlanta with the huge impending Atlanta debut of Game Changer Wrestling this weekend at the World Famous Center stage. Yeah, that's right. Seven days from today, man. A week from tonight. I, I'm, I'm going to be there. I, I'm going to be better enough to go to Atlanta. I, I was supposed to be in Orlando this weekend. My doctor was like, are you fucking crazy? Like, are you, are you stupid? <laughs> he was like, are you stupid? He's like, I know you can't drive. So he's like, are you dumb thinking you're going to get in a plane? And I was like, yeah, I'm dumb. And he's like, don't do it, please. Right. So I'm here. But next weekend, I can go three hours to Atlanta. So I will be in Atlanta next weekend. So Outstanding. Yeah, I'm excited about that, man. Like, I love that venue. Center stage is one of my favorite places to watch wrestling ever since I was a kid. Uh, wow. let, alone, let alone just I, 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 I grew up watching it. I grew up watching WCW in that building, you know, and I've been there a few times for uh, Ring of Honor recently. And it's just a cool place. To wow. You're going to really like it. You're going to love it. I, I think yeah. you're going to dig it. I, yeah, I've never set foot in the building. I've just watched it on, on television extensively. And I, I can't wait to, to be there and to be part of it, to edit to the list of great venues. I've got to work with Game Changer Wrestling, like the Hammerstein Ballroom, you know what I mean? Or the yeah. Ukrainian Cultural Center. Dude, I love that building you guys run uh, last weekend, man. I, it's one of my favorite buildings that you have, too. It's just so beautiful, man. It's such a it's so beautiful. visually pleasing building to see you guys in there like last weekend. Sometimes last weekend, I'll, uh, I'll, be in, I'll be at the venue, and then I'll look at a picture on social media of the venue. And sometimes when you're just there and you're focused on what you're doing, you lose sight of what, what it actually looks like. Sometimes I'll see a picture and be like, holy fuck. And then I'll just look up and be like, oh, yeah, there it all is. Like, yeah, man. It's, it's so, so in the pretty. Zone. It's so pretty. Like I just love the the architecture is just beautiful. The colors are great. It's just it's so unique too. It's great, man. I like. And last I weekend the, the shows were hot too, man. That was a hot crowd. Oh huh? man, it's. I love um, the history. The history too. The it has a punk rock history. Sorry, like punk rock. Okay, and yeah. Music. Ooh, tell us about that because I didn't know much about the building other than just you guys running there. So what, like, what kind of stuffs? What, what well, I guess when stuff? when you when you look at the size of the venue and the location, like there's got to be either currently or in the past some amazing shit going on there. And it was a fan on the GCW Patreon pointed it out to me and Brett that there's a huge punk rock and hardcore music history there. So that was a place where in the early days of hardcore and punk rock, you could go see the Bad Brains, but Henry Rollins would come out and sing a song with them. You could oh, go see cool. Suicidal Tendencies. You can go see every a minor threat. You know what I'm saying? Like the godfathers of everything. So when you're on that stage, uh, uh, for example, commentary set on the stage, and mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there doing commentary with Dave Prezak or Lenny Leonard, and – you're on the same stage that Ian MacKay or Mike Muir or Henry Rollins and all these people were on. And you think of all the energy in the room and it is a juxtaposition, obviously, I think to have GCW in such a, a beautiful room, like the violence mm. and the beauty. But then that's a, a similar juxtaposition to having like the bad brains play in that room. I can't even right. imagine what that must be like. And I, I, I got to look into it. 
there must be some film footage. I've seen a lot of cool pictures from the Ukrainian Cultural Center, but I'd like to see old color footage of punk rock and hardcore bands going all out in that room just to get the, the whole feel, you know? I, yeah, that, I grew up a hardcore kid, and I often compare GCW to wrestling's version of kind of going to a hardcore show. It, I you couldn't got, agree more. It's, you know, it's it's DIY, but you have the most diehard devoted community that everyone's just there because they love what they're going to see and they love each other and they have they just want to go have a fucking blast and watch some good like have a good time and watch a good show. It's, I always think of that uh that rancid lyric like all these bands, all these people, like all these friends and we were equals. And that that speaks of hardcore, it speaks of punk rock and it speaks of GCW like there's no separation between the fans and the performers and vice versa. And we are all in it together. It is us versus them. It is us against the world. You being there makes you part of something. And that's so, you know, the higher up the, whatever you want to call it. Like when you go, you can go to a televised wrestling product and you could feel it and love it and whatever, but it's not the same as literally having a huge impact and effect on the event itself. You know what I mean? You're, ticket purchase your cheers your booze all that stuff it literally makes the show you know Hell yeah. that's true uh so last weekend you guys you ran what three well you did two gcw did two shows uh at the ukrainian culture show and then you had la fights so let's let's, let's touch on that man so we uh let's run down the results for was it friday night and saturday night or was it saturday and sunday my days are off friday, friday and saturday. saturday friday and saturday so yeah friday night was welcome to heartbreak Man, and let's see. It started out hot, man. You had the tag team, the Briscoes, against Juicy, uh, Juicy Fano, and uh, is it Fano or Fanau? I can't. Fanau, Juicy, Juicy Fanau, and, and Juicy Palena Jacob is a great way to remember it. All right, and Jacob Fatu in that match, bro. Those guys, that was some hard hitting shit, man. I love anybody versus the Briscoes. The Briscoes uh, to me are the greatest. They're legends. They're gods. They're great dudes as well. Very personable yeah. and kind and all that. But then, yeah, Big Toko and Juicy. Uh, I'm sorry, Big Toko Juicy for now and Jacob Fatu. I love them personally, especially I know their more happy, friendly side, but to see this darker, super uh, violent side and dangerous side is is more frightening. You know what I mean? But what what a battle. Yeah, I love, I, I like this uh, version of Juicy a lot better than the the happy, you know, it's just, <laughs> this is so much more serious. You know, I was like, that's a big, scary dude, man. Just to, so to see him just go in there and just, Wreck shop with uh, Jacob the two is I think that's a fucking hell of a team and I love that pairing. So yeah, Ju juicy right now is uh, at an airport in Mexico on his way to make his Mexico debut, which is oh awesome that's awesome! Congratulations, that's nice. fucking awesome, man. Yeah, another another great talent who put in the work and then they step onto that GCW platform. The whole world sees them and and right. off they go to more opportunity. You know, and if I remember correctly, wasn't he just doing like ring work or helping with the ring crew to begin with for like the collective? <laughs> He, on his own, uh, contacted us and asked if he could come help uh, without even trying to say, I'm a wrestler, can I get on the show? He just asked if we needed any help at the collective in Indianapolis. And he came out. And, you know, a lot of people who help, they're mm -hmm. not actually there when you need yeah. anything. They're not there to do anything. And if you call out their name, if you ask anyone where they are, if you send them a text, they're unreachable. Yeah, Juicy was omnipresent, and he was building the ring, like doing work, work, work and look at him. So everyone would just notice like, who the fuck is that? And he's super kind, super personable. And then you would hear his story and talk to him and you're like, man, this guy's the man. And everybody kind of took a shine to him. And there ended up being a spot open up in something 
Uh, I forget what the reason was, but it, it, everyone was kind of just like, "Yo, it wasn't juicy. a scramble." I think it was a scramble match or something, yeah. something like that. He, he, yeah, and he showed up in that and looked great and like stole the show really because he, yeah, yes, and every, and you know the 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 crowd in the building all you know was just aware of his presence and whatever, and then people will maybe smoke a blunt with them outside allegedly mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. and then they're connected as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take a hit for the working man. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> exactly so, since you mentioned it. It's like yeah. the fans were in on it in that they noticed this massive guy. They He might be the guy helping them find their seat or whatever. So they loved seeing him rise to the occasion. And Ricky Morton and other people, everyone and their mother endorsed him and put him over on Twitter. And it just, that that was his start. And before That's that, great. he was just essentially like an unknown wrestler. Strangely enough, from my area, he's here from the San Francisco Bay Area. I had seen his name. But I, I had never seen him work before. I never met him until the collective. Oh, that's good, cool. Good Samaritan will beat your ass, though. Oh God, <laughs> dude, I, can't, I can't even imagine. I just you know, he'll often have a can of Modelo or Pabst in his hand, and it's like an Andre the Giant thing where the can just looks like a little thimble I, in that massive hand. Oh, uh, his chops yeah. scare me. Like, I, oh God, I love this since the way you explained explained it too. Because that the way you guys now have set up Big Ben versus him at LA fights, it's a similar thing. Because that's like how I recognize Big Ben is I saw him out there with when I was there at uh, at your shows. I saw him set up the ring doing stuff. Maybe allegedly might have hung out outside with him and caught buzz, you know, and just talking. And then I got to see him work. I so saw I hung out with him and saw him around doing stuff for all weekend before I even saw him actually wrestle. Then when I saw him wrestle, I was like, oh shit, that's all. Cause no, is it uh? Is an emo fight. So I actually met him at emo fight before I actually okay. saw him work at uh, at uh, the showboat like a month later. So it's the same thing. So when I yeah, I love that you guys put them together for this upcoming Dallas show. I think that's an incredible matchup, and it's just it's similar stories too, kind of the way I like the way you explain that. It just being like got everybody's attention and how that works out. It's just funny and just stood it. stood out as people, and because of their massive size, you notice them. But then when they do get the opportunity, they deliver, mm-hmm. which is. Amazing, and not everybody can do that. When it's time to shine, it's do or die, and some people crumble under the pressure, some people freeze, and other people go out and own it. Yeah, and I like I always like seeing Jacob the two come through and work for you guys too. I love Jacob; he's awesome. And I like, yeah, I've gotten to know and work with him for many, many years. He was a star out here in Northern California, and it still boggles my mind that he never got a, a TV contract. You know what I mean to, right. to wrestle on television and wrestle in the okay, big arenas. Okay. Or, or, or how do we say a good TV contract to wrestle on TV? Because he's he was with MLW, but I mean that's not much TV. You know what TV is that? Exactly. exactly. No, I'm just serious. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like Fusion. MLW, MLW does Fusion. They do Fusion. Yeah, they're TV. on uh, like Vice or something in Canada, I think. And MLW's um, on uh, but, sports. Again, or like BN, BN Sports, I think. It's like mm, a the it's, BN Sports Network. I mean, I, I know channels like TBS and TNT. Yeah. And you have to really like go that. out of you your way. You have to search for it. You have to go out of your way to find it. You have to go out of your way to find it. I think I, like I, maybe, I, is, maybe like, look at it this way. Impact Wrestling, God bless them. Great talent, great people. They struggle with, uh, they don't struggle, you know, meaning they have challenges in building and growing their audience. But they've yeah. had like, le- last week they were up 20% in, in their yeah. numbers. But it's almost like, you, I feel like you can't claim you're on television unless you have over, say, let's say over 100,000 viewers or over yeah. 100, something like that just makes it, because after a while, it, it there's TV and there's not TV. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the, guys in w, the guys in WWE and AEW were on TV, and you could argue that even as great as Ring of Honor was and whatever, that Sinclair broadcasting, it didn't 
it didn't bring new eyes to them. It didn't get new butts in the seats. And regardless of what was airing on it, it wasn't like must-see TV. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is unfortunate. Lucha Underground struggled with the same thing. And I know plenty of people that are just avid, huge wrestling fans in my area, and they don't even know when Ring of Honor would be on TV because they Sinclair doesn't broadcast, doesn't push it. You know what I mean? You just have to be just flipping around and watching the news, and it come on afterwards, or you wouldn't even know. <laughs> right, just days. randomly. Yeah. They put most, if not all of it, up on YouTube, like, for free. Yeah. And, and fight, which, anyway. which is good. Yeah. Which is good. It gets out there, but, like, it, less reason even to tune in live if you know that there's like a free VOD coming in a day or two. Yeah. And, and, and more accessible too. To be like, what channel is that? Yeah, you know, then you have to look for it and find the time. So you're like, actually, I'll just wait till Tuesday. It'll be on the YouTube. You know what I mean? And that's that's another thing that happens with that. Like you said, like, yeah. Because I think I watch more stuff on that than I do uh, on TV. I think I watch the MLW stuff on YouTube usually if I watch it at all, you know, instead of waiting for it to find it on a I got almost. I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube and then like pay per views on fight. That's basically it. And then like TV, like Wednesday, that, Friday, basically. That YouTube argument, people be like, it's not, I mean, YouTube, oh, whatever, it's just on YouTube. I'm like, shit, man, some of those YouTube oh, yeah. videos for shows get millions of views or hundreds Correct. of thousands of views. And like, that's better than like that right, TV deal on that TV. Impact gets. You that's, know what I mean? Or that's, that's the same people who also thought that streaming music was never going to be like <laughs> this, this CD was always going to be here yeah. and vinyl before oh. that. And uh, Netflix was never going to kill Blockbuster. That's the Larry David Super Bowl commercial. Basically, sure. right there. I love that. <laughs> a, a great example, I think, is AEW. Like, AEW has two amazing television platforms that are within, say, the first 40, uh, 40 channels on the, yep. the television guide. And they use that as a springboard and a way to point people to these online series. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it, to me, they're doing it. They're doing that part right. You know what I mean? It's definitely a challenge. And I think companies like Ring of Honor and, and MLW well, Ring of Honor in the past and MLW perhaps currently have that issue of you can write 10 press releases a day, but if it doesn't make, you know what I'm saying? If it doesn't somehow convert tens of thousands of people uh, to watching it, just, it's, mm -hmm. it's tough. You know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've tried, I've, I've tried to consume the product a few times. Like when they super hyped it up, I'd be like, let me see what this is all about. Let me watch this objectively. And I would watch it and just think, okay, it looks good. It sounds good, but, and some of the talent is good, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't like resonate in a way. Yeah. It, it, it just feels like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It, it doesn't stand out. The product doesn't, doesn't stand out. It doesn't have anything that makes it different. It doesn't make it different than anything else you can see other than like the production value is probably higher than your average, sure. average it, wrestling event. But most of those people you can get on any show, you know I mean? Like and, you can probably they, book the same show they did you know, anywhere <laughs> else in America you know, probably for, you know, yeah, if you have enough money, you know, that's so, but that is, it would look the same too. You know what I mean? For sure, Just, for sure. But yeah, that's why you guys stand out. Like, that's the thing that I think GCW well, I does think better what, than everybody else right now. Well, you guys were saying earlier about the, the DIY aspect and the connection to it. GCW is organic and authentic. And it's not mm -hmm. that we portray a DIY or a rebellious attitude. Like we just do our thing and our thing is infused with that. I think MLW has spent so many years um, orchestrating an image that they're like just like WWE or just a hair below WWE. And I understand you always want to set big goals and you want to grow in, you know, create a, a, br a brand footprint and step into it. 
But all those years of trying to pretend to be this massive uh, wrestling conglomerate, but how do people res- how do people connect with that? Like, oh, I want to support the really big wrestling corporation. Do you know what I mean? And they're, yeah. they're all, if you want to do that, you could support Impact or Ring of Honor or WWE or AEW. Like, there's nothing unique about being a diet WWE or a value brand uh, 205 Live or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, and they've started to do something similar to kind of like that Lucha Underground feel with that uh, Azteca show. So maybe that'll do something, like you said. Sure. And I'm the biggest Lucha Underground fan ever. I got to attend a ton of those tapings live and the magic in that room. I've never seen MLW live, but I, I can't imagine that they're getting the responses from the crowd that Lucha Underground did. And it's great to try to combine the world of Lucha Underground into MLW, but Lucha Underground was a long fucking time ago. You know it what I mean? It was. It's like it's been over ten years now. Isn't it? Oh my Isn't god! It? No, right? Hasn't it? Wasn't it like 2010, 11, 12? I, when was this? I, I lose track of time. I stopped. Watch, this up. I'm I stopped this watching up. wrestling for about uh, an eleven-year gap, and in that within that entire eleven-year gap, Lucha Underground started and ended. Wow. Let's see. Lucha I missed it entirely. Like I, I, have, in, I, I have to try to go back. 2014. To so 2014 okay. it started. 2017 so. or something. Yeah. 2014. And I think it. Yeah. Like, 17 and 18. Was if they would have picked but. up uh, the, what's his name again? I'm sorry. The uh, Caesar or Roman. Oh, uh, uh, Dario. Cueto. Dario Cuerto. Cuerto. Yeah. If they would have picked him up, like the, right after Lucha Underground went off the air and you kind of kept that, spirit and brought those viewers over it's one thing but four or five years later it yeah. just seems it just seems weird you know what i mean to it yeah to build like, everything around who's the non-wrestling not uh actor that's the commissioner you know what i mean and then while doing that you bring in guest commissioners to your shows so it's like what they kind of did is, that before though too with selena de la renta as, as yeah. well though with her when she before that they to me seemed this. to work though i thought yeah. that was kind of cool because it's your own it's your own person it's your yeah. own thing you're building a character and a brand but then she's not i guess she's not there anymore no i don't think so i think she's not alicia's still there I, but uh, they actually yeah. want to be. I was supposed to go down there last weekend to Charlotte, and there was just no way I could do it. Could I thought Serena did great, and I thought that was actually interesting. It's unique. It's new. It's uh, female empowerment. It's mm-hmm. Latina empowerment. They want to appeal to a Latina audience. Like that, to me, home run. Yeah. Dario Cuerto flying them in from L.A. or whatever and paying them actors pay to do wrestling vignettes. I don't know. I don't know what the return on the dollar is, but if I was, you know what I'm saying, if I put it on paper, I would probably be able to figure out pretty easily it's not worth it. I remember popping one time because I saw him pop up on uh, Always oh, Sunny. Com- or, oh, well, okay. I was Always Sunny. I think he was a doctor in Always Sunny or something. He was like Frank's doctor or something on the episode where you're like looking just through Frank Reynolds' eyes. Oh, and wow. like Frank was going, he ends up in a doctor and all of a sudden Dario comes in as his doctor and like Frank's just like, yeah, whatever, doc. Right. He just doesn't listen to him and he just blows him off and goes does his own thing but i was like that's the guy from lucha underground everybody was like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about man. all right i forget what show it was i was <laughs> yeah, i was watching wrestling one night and he popped up on a just a standard commercial it was a commercial I, I can't know which commercial oh, it was too, soda. i remember was i took something. a picture of him and tweeted it but it was almost close to the time like maybe lucha underground was even still airing or jed just finished up you know what i mean and he's a great speaker he's mm-hmm. a great everything like he used to captivate the crowd tremendously at uh at uh, lucha underground yeah, that 
what could have been, right? Oh, my God. I, I really thought Lucha Underground was going to change everything. I, re I really did the energy, the vibe. Think of the characters and the, uh, the wrestlers they introduced to the mainstream. And I thought it was going to be a touring entity. I thought it would be a Netflix series. Uh, I thought all that Hollywood investment and backing. Because think about that. Imagine if Lucha Underground was a featured series on Netflix in season one or season two. And you have millions of people who can just suddenly get plugged into wrestling for the first time and be like, oh, wow, this is wrestling I could dig. I look honestly at, don't understand how Netflix doesn't have a wrestling series like, that they're running right, at, like weekly. It doesn't, I don't get it. Because their whole uh, like business model is like, we just want content, You're like consistent, regular content. And like, what's more consistent, regular than like wrestling? You know what I mean? Like, we need something every week. Right. Well, think about the television industry. There'd be no television industry without wrestling because wrestling was the the foundation of, of the television industry. And in the same way you would think, I agree with you a million percent. Look at, yeah. uh, look at their roster too. And like the platform that it basically gave everyone from that roster, look at where they all are. Now. <laughs> like every single yeah. one that was on TV pretty much, or yeah. in very prominent indie spots. That, that also that show made Jeff Cobb too. Like Jeff Cobb mm -hmm. was a, a Bay area wrestler here in my area that, you know, was outstanding, you know, doing his Olympic style, shoot gimmick but then you put him in that matanza suit and yeah. then suddenly he was on gorilla and and got to work everywhere in you know new japan and now he's the worldwide star that he is but and that's just two of them you know thunder rosa was a part of that right um luchasaurus oh man luchasaurus uh pentagon just so much so many whew, and, yeah, on and on and on so and on we're, we're barely uh, scratching this probably like barely 50, yeah. 50 people like, we could name you can you have a harder time. It'd be easier to name people that probably didn't end up in like on TV and in better spots than it would be to name everybody that's I'm not now on your TV every week from that. Indeed, group, and just because we're being honest and and direct, like I feel like Lucha Underground season one and season two were pretty outstanding. Season three with the sci-fi thing, it, it it became less musty TV. Like I stopped scheduling mm -hmm. my Wednesday or whatever it was around that airing because it just became too too weird. It's not, yeah. I, you gotta base the gotta base the wrestling in reality still, like to it. Yeah, just know. enough, you know. Delve into the insane, but you gotta base it in reality. Yeah. yeah, I think they let the TV networks get a little uh, get a little too many too I, much input on that to be like, we gotta be, we gotta, we gotta go yeah. out there, we gotta go out there, something totally different that nobody's doing, and then they like. And oh, hey, if, it, if, ne if Netflix said if you inject thirty percent sci-fi into this, we'll give you a series, then I would do it. But just to stay where you are and to tread water, I would have left it the way it was. But who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows what? Uh, there was a lot of bad shit going on, if I remember correctly, as far as like the way the business was set up and contracts and just like it was a bunch of bad shit. There's a bunch of mistakes were made that I think people moved on from it sounds like and hopefully learned sure. from on that but uh we got off topic but yeah we went deep at yeah. a wrestling industry and, and that's fine analysis. and but we're gonna probably do so in the next match because we talked about which is blake christian beating nick wayne and both of those guys like what a run both of those two guys have had the last year especially nick wayne and that did you did you get to see his match with swerve at defy yet have you watched no it? they gave it away for free it's online right now okay, for free yeah. It's fuck man. Ed Kid is every, something else, dude. Every time I see Nick Wayne, I'm like literally every time I'm completely blown away. And of course, Swerve on a whole nother oh. level. And I'm so happy that he's going to get to. Yeah. Again, I thought when Swerve got to where he arrived to, and, and then he got to shine a little bit, and then they put him together with AJ Francis and everybody. 
I was like, yo, I can't believe it. Like they're these guys are all made. They're made right? guys. I thought Keith Lee was made when I saw him in there. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people get made and then mm -hmm. unmade and then released. But uh, I love seeing those people get right back on their feet and get keep getting right. Oh, no. Uh, it happens. He'll be back in a second. He did this the last time we did our interview. Give him a second. Something's probably going on. I probably got a phone. He probably got a call or something. Get that super sweet wife. Did you get a call? Did you get a call? No, I'm not sure why, that, why that's happening. I'm right nah. by my router. Unless nah, my right. Wi-Fi is off. Can I check if my Wi-Fi is off? Yeah, you got time to check. We're just chilling, man. Hold on we're very, side. we're very, we're very laid back here. But uh, yeah, dude, that Nick Wayne match. You did you watch it? I'm sure you did already. I haven't right? seen the Defy one Swerve. yet. I just, oh, I, I, I just, I, just watch it. I just noticed it got uploaded. It was like three o'clock, and I was like, uh, I don't have time for this. I yeah, I was gonna watch it this 15, morning. 315 GCW show. Okay. I got yeah. I got sent the other night before it got put up for free. Somebody had it for me and I was like, Oh, this is sorry awesome. about that. Oh no, that's all right, man. I'll, yeah, I'll we were out. just talking about that Nick Wayne swerve match and I'm not getting audio. Oh well, we got you. Can you hear us? We can hear you. Hello, hello. Oh, we can hear you. Hello. That's weird as fuck. Hello, hello. Oh, we got hello. you. Can you hear oh, us? Hello. Hello, can hello. You hear me? No audio for me. Fuck. Oh, we hear um, you. Hold on, let's do this. Let's just back you out and but let it, me do this. How can that be? It I just I just I, it still says it. My mic is on. Uh, I can't hear you guys let's at see. all. Oh no! One, two, hey, hey, hey. Let's see. Hello? Maybe just leave and come Fuck. back. I got nothing. Let's see. Leave and come back, maybe. Let me exit out and come back. Hold on. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Anyway, I'll bounce to another banner until he should. To another, we'll fix this. Hey, man, we're we run a we run a sharp, tight ship around here, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you need to go check that match out. There he is. He's coming uh, back. So we'll, yeah, we'll... That, that I will. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get that. Get that in while we'll eat dinner later. Can we hear you now, KG? Can you oh yeah, us? perfect. perfect. Oh, see, that's all it was. That's so see, weird. Troubleshooting. Troubleshooting. We got it. But Always, uh, logic is key. I just gotta, you know, be like, all right. The only thing I did was look at my settings, and now yeah. there's no sound. So let me just re-enter. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, go out of your way if you can to watch that Swerve and Nick Wayne match. But dude, that kid, Nick Wayne, is something else, man. I I, I saw him for the first time through you guys. And every time, every time out, he just improves and he gets taller too, by yeah. the way. Like, shit, dude, I forget that kid's like 17 now. So he's just now going through his growth spurt. Taller, nicer, more humble, and more talented with each showing. Every time I see him, he's just so excited, so happy. He's just, hey, what's up, man? All excited. Comes running up. I just love his enthusiasm. And he's just it's, living that dream, man, right? Being 17, oh living the God. life. Could you imagine? Is it, has he even <laughs> has he even turned seventeen? I, I think he know. just did. I think he just did. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. But yeah, if not, he's sixteen, which is even crazier. Crazy. I know. I know Billy just turned seventeen. You guys, yeah. you, you find in these kids that are just. Yeah, it's insane, man. And to think, you know what it's like—the the repetition and the road and the stuff you could learn from these more seasoned people. Think of the education that that a Billy Starks, that a Nick Wayne, that all a Jordan Oliver, all these young up and comers are getting. And then you have them there intermingling with people like Blake Christian and Alex Zane, who are yeah. both breakout performers in their own right, who then got to go take like a, a paid training uh, break, a, a paid polish break, and just get the best minds in wrestling. The, uh, you know, the, um, sorry, uh, Norman Smiley and Robbie Brookside and Scott all, Taylor. all these people uh, helping right. to. Oh, no. Locked up again. He is 16. 
actually, though. Nick Wayne, I think, is 16. I went Jesus. and looked it up. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Uh, it huh? makes me feel like I should have made better decisions as a high school yeah. student. Hey, hey, Nick, Nick yeah, Wayne's like, 16, man, and that just makes you just – it just blows my also, mind to be like, like – what am I doing for them? I, for <laughs> them too to have the discipline though to like because they're still completing Kids. school. Like they're yeah. they're Monday to Friday students in school, and then just going out and killing Road it warriors on the weekend. Man, and, yeah, and crazy. killing it on the weekends. And let's it's not insane. forget uh, Starboard Charlie as well is, is one yeah. of those people, and he's one that I would. I mean, all of them. Everyone we're talking about does the same thing, but. I would always notice, like, I'd go in the locker room to do something, and everyone's doing their thing, and Starboard Charlie is there doing his homework. You know what I mean? He's there reading a school book, and that, yeah, that literally blows my fucking mind. Like, and then when he's back at school on Monday, does anyone believe, like, not that they believe, but you're just sitting there in your classroom, and other kids are like, oh, I played GTA this weekend. And he's like, oh, I went to Atlantic City and, and wrestled. Like, wait, what? Some, and yeah, then, like four yeah. times. <laughs> I wrestled yeah, four yeah. matches in two insane. days or Some whatever, massive you know? Samoan guy pulled me off of a stage and moonsaulted onto me. Right. My mother <laughs> slapped two island, two great island people, uh, two 300-plus oh, pound men in, to save my honor. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. I remember talking to yeah. Billy one time. Uh, I think it was in Minnesota, and she was like getting ready to get in the car and drive back home like all night. And I was like, I got to write this paper. And it was like, right, I had to write a paper on Sunday night on the car ride home for school on Monday morning. And it was just like, oh my God, kid, you are inspire me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 16 and just years, to 17 have that, years old. Like, God. To have that conviction at that young age, because I know in some cases, like, like in Billy Starks, you know what I mean? If you're a 16 or 17 year old girl in high school and high school is so clicky and I can't even imagine what it's like now in the social media era of high school and the multiplied right. by toxicity. But then you have someone like her. She's different from every other girl in her school because she's pursuing her dreams and her passion like no one else in her class. She's traveling like no one else in her class. She's having these experiences. But then how does that affect how her classmates see her? Because for every classmate that's probably like, whoa, like you're a star, you're awesome. There's, there's, there's going to the be a hundred people that are jealous and or hate on you and try to spin what you're doing into something negative, which, mm -hmm. and to be able to still stay on course to not, not let, it might bother you, but you don't let it visibly affect you and you keep fucking going. Or find a way to use that to motivate you to do better and be better at what you're going to do and just prove everybody, you know, Want a big fuck you to everybody, you know? She's and, amazing. Dude. And meanwhile, when you're Billy Starks and you're doing your thing, each time you do your thing, you're moving closer and closer to your ultimate lifelong dreams. The people that talk about you, every time they talk about you, it doesn't move them towards anything mm -hmm. except the opposite. It moves them away from their own success. It moves them away from connecting with other people. It's a right. self-fulfilling prophecy being a negative piece of shit. It is, man. And <laughs> dude, and I love that, like, so these kids, they, they, I mean, they're kids. They have yeah. such good heads on their shoulders, too, that you guys have working for you. Like, that, like talking to Billy and talking to fucking uh, Starboy with the one time I did. And Nick, every time I see Nick, I'm like, God, man, you, you're getting it. You're 17, 16 years old, and you, you have a very good grasp on, like, what you need to be doing, how things are working around you. And it's just, it's just good to see, man. And, like, and, and we, they got. And we look out for them. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was going to say. They got good people looking out for them all around too. That just Billy, are help them, protect them, give them good advice. You know, Billy's always traveling with her mom or dad or both. Mm -hmm. um, Starboy's parents are very often with them or almost every time they're with them. Uh, Nick Wayne, mostly solo, but then that's, we'll go out of our way. Like we'll put the kids together, so to speak. So they're all mm -hmm. in their own age group. Yeah. But then we'll all 
we have people like literally with them. You know what I mean? Especially when we go to like a New York City or whatever. I'll I'll be like, look, guys, I know it seems like totally reasonable to just go down the street and do whatever. Don't just don't do it. Like anything you want, I'll come bring you. I'll come do whatever because you don't want anything weird to happen on your watch. And I respect where they're at and what they're doing. So I mean, I would go out of my way, obviously, to look out for them, to protect them, and to shield them from any. Uh, bullshit of the world, you know what I mean? And it's not just you. I think everybody has that mentality. Yeah, because like you know, you see Jack or Will hanging out. I mean, oh, like so same great. thing. He's so great too, and just out there like you know with everybody. With he was with Nick, I think in New York when I saw him too. Yeah, same yeah, thing, just, that's like the young boy click. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, man, I love it, dude. And all like and then Jack's another one. He's a little bit older, like he's still in college, but same thing, man. Young as hell, and just and got such a good a head great on his attitude. Shoulders. Jack Cartwheel, like when you, I noticed it the other day in the LA shows. When he's just coming to the ring, when he's in the ring, he looks so happy. He looks like he's in this joyous, like, ec- ecstasy, not the drug, but ecstasy, the feeling yeah. state. And it, it's so infectious to me. Like, and yeah, it's, it's just, he's just incredible. He's an incredible performer, an incredible person. And I just love that it's happening for him. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the same thing, he gets to come to GCW and then suddenly he's doing triple A and, and going everywhere and doing everything. Oh, yeah. And he's, He's just the man and, and uh, unlimited upside for all of those people. Right. He really, I, he does have the happy look all the time. Uh, all the time. Even in LA. I have LA, a super high speed when, connection. Even in LA when SGC and friends are just beating on him and tossing him all over the place. Just he's, big he's, smile. Always, yeah, man. Big smile the whole time. I mean, dude, how much fun would it be to be so that fun to age watch, and just out there just living it? Living he's, just, so, he's so the fun dream. to watch. It's the dream, man. Like, God, I love it for these kids, man. It's fucking awesome, but yeah, like Blake Christian too, man. Like, oh my god, god, like you were talking about earlier, getting to go, he had get paid a great to go, weekend, get Ooh. polished, and then come back. But yeah, he had that win over Nick Wayne, and then another good show win. the next night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I thought I thought Blake was incredible prior to his uh, break, but right uh, god, now dude. there's just this extra, whether it's an extra coat of paint, extra polish. There's an extra intensity. There's an extra. His speed has always been impressive, but he's been able to turn it up somehow. Like I don't know what I can't put my finger on what it is, but he has a confidence and an ability that is truly uh, way above the pack. You know what I mean? Like he's truly stand out. Like I don't want to jump ahead by a night, but him and Mike Bailey. Oh my god! They burnt that place to the ground on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. they they delivered a main event. Truly, that like. Holy shit! He he's just so sh- everything he does is just so sharp and polished since coming back from that little hiatus at uh, in, in Orlando. And it's just like it's amazing. Like he was like you said, he was so good before, but now that he's come back, everything is just oh, it's it, incredible, it, man! It's incredible. It's uh, I like I said, I can't even put my finger on it, but it, it's a confidence. He added a little bit of size. He added a little a, a a smidgen of confidence. And just like an extra step in his quickness and his technical, I don't know. He's it's he's incredible. It's, it's a lot of the stuff in between too. It's like what he does in between a move and like the next one. It's like the facials, the the body. Oh yeah, mannerisms, just facials all that stuff that he way. picked up. It just it just what it does is how it <laughs> ties it all together and just really polishes him up, man. It's, and and Blake it's carries so Blake carries himself like a star, like in all his dealings, like his posture, the way he mm-hmm. walks, the way he talks. Um, 
the when he speaks, like he's not a guy that's just like, yes, wait, wait, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? He's like when he speaks, you're like, you listen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's not he's not always just fucking flapping off at the mouth. I've probably only heard him talk or say like three or four sentences every time I've been around you guys. It's like when he talks, I'm like, oh shit, he's speaking. Like you said, it's like, what's he yeah. what's he saying? Because he doesn't usually he has like you say, doesn't he's not just running his mouth, flapping around. He's very deliberate with what he's gonna talk about and say. Absolutely. And man, like he got his he had his uh, dark debut this week i saw that? how amazing is that was he wrestling uh where he or hakeem zane oh, or he raju too yeah. yeah i'm a big fan of those guys too uh, both of them i That's... got to see, i know they've been doing their thing independently and with impact and everything but the first time i got to see them was at that uh gcw fight forever 24-hour charity marathon and i was bull absolutely blown away like from the moment they came through the curtain and ever since that day, I've just been a huge proponent of both those guys. They have everything. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. But That's an it's... interesting match for them to have there, too, because they're not – neither of them are, like, signed talent there as far as I know. Right. So, I know... like, that's just a showcase match of two really good dudes who now, happen to be available wrestlers. Spoiler alert, who won the match? I think Blake did. Don't know. Okay. That's very telling. I don't I know. Actually, hold on. I can. I, I, I looked look at it earlier. I didn't look. I didn't actually look at a result. So, well, I'm gonna check that real quick. You guys, Joffrey, yeah. for a second. Because I mean that up. that'll I think give you a, a mm. hint of if they see some. Because they've had uh, they've the had other, yeah they've yeah, had like the other guys spotlighted a little bit on those yeah. under under yeah. shows if you will the dark and yeah elevation. Raju has been there a couple times already. That was yeah. like that was Blake Christian's first time there. Yeah, I'm pulling it up from this weekend. Let's see. He was that was the tapings on the that was like the third. That was like the special Thursday one they did in Orlando, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Where is it? Man, they've got him broken down by okay. There it is. I've watched that two weeks ago. I've watched that Blake and Mike Bailey match four times. Really? Saturday. Yeah. Oh, like that. Like that. Literally, to me, was like that. Just one of the best matches I think of in 2022 so far. Wow. Easily. Did Did you happen to see like you know, there was a lot of people made a lot of media and clips out of the the match and some of the spots. Did you see where someone uh, cut out Mike Bailey and Blake Christian uh, when they were up on the? Oh, oh no, Ninja sorry, that's Ninja oh, with Ninja Mac. My, my bad. Yeah, no, but I did oh. see that the Mortal Kombat. Would they cut one? them out and put them on the Dude. Mortal Kombat background? Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was Blake incredible. Did, he did go over Rohit. Wow. The tapings, so. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I thought I mean, so. I wanted to double check so that I wasn't like totally misquoting that when I, but I, I was pretty I sure. I want to know when he got booked. I want to know when he got booked for that taping. Did it happen before or after Saturday? Yeah, great question. <sighs> good question. Because I know that I do know for a fact that like one of the things anybody that's always like, how do you get booked at AEW? How do you get booked at AEW? Chris uh, Daniels has always said, just do something to get noticed online because Tony will see that shit and he'll bring you in. So like sure. that could have been easily that that spot on the fucking walkway up on top sure. where they fell could have easily been the thing that like or that match no, that, or something. That yeah. wasn't even Blake in that. That wasn't even that, yeah. but something that that, was, the, that show yeah. or whatever Blake did or whatever something on that show yeah, could have got. And because, I think like, there's something. There's something to what you say, of course, because look at, um, you know, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy and, mm -hmm. you know, so many more. Uh, Nick Wayne, all these people who made so many moments on GCW, big moments and got their buzz. And suddenly that buzz translates into uh, Alley Catch and more. Uh, even Ricky Shane Page, it either translates into 
opportunities with dark and elevation or whatever, or uh, Joey Janela, et cetera, or it, it turns mm -hmm. into an actual contract And either way that that's the ultimate, you know what I mean? I used yeah. to run an underground record label back in the day in New York. And it was the same thing, like exactly the same thing as GCW in terms of the sense of community and people believe in the brand because they are the brand. And some of the bands are a core part of the label. Some of the bands get signed off their to a big label off the first, but that's that's kind of the nature. That's the nature of the game when you're making and breaking stars at the bleeding edge of anything, whether it's underground, middle ground, way above ground. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, dude, there's just there's so many people that you guys have that are like can fit into that. Just you're gonna get plucked out, you know what I mean? Like it's like that. If you're the, you are the ECW modern day of where it's like, how many people from your company are just gonna end up with a contract? You know, right? It's just I don't, and I when can't you believe think, And when you think back to like the Monday Night Wars, the Monday Night Wars don't exist without ECW. ECW was the lit the fuse. ECW mm -hmm. was the gas on the fire because what are the Monday Night Wars without Steve fucking Austin, Mick Foley? Eddie Guerrero and 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 those are just a few of of the people. Uh, yeah, I was about Ray to Mysterio. say what they, what they did with cruiserweight division. Cruiserweight division like, came from that. that came from like Juventude and that was yeah. the thing that for like that was what pulled my eyes to WCW when I was a kid. Was I was like, oh my god, these guys are just jumping off of everything and doing all these crazy flips and like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like nine years old, you know. And it made uh, and, WCW's pro program so captivating because you might see that you will see that but then maybe you'd see a hardcore match after that mm -hmm. then you'd see something else that it's that variety show aspect that sometimes get lost wrestling is a variety show there should be everyone shouldn't look the same act the same yeah. wrestle the same that to me that does not make compelling wrestling and that goes back to what we're talking about with mlw like what makes them different you know what i mean you look just like everything else like in like when WCW realized like, okay, we need to be different. They started bringing all those luchadors and those cruiserweights. And then like, they have this cruiserweight division that nobody else had. Correct. And, and it was totally unique. And they and used it, to, and the, what WCW was so smart to do, not just doing that, but I, I'm old enough to remember when Nitro launched mm -hmm. part of the average, there was, I think it was four images they used and they were on, you know, bus advertisements and billboards and whatever. And it was, you know, I don't even remember who the other three were. I only remember the Rey Mysterio one. And being on the train or being in the city and seeing this massive image of Ray during a doing a Huracan Rana and just seeing that they, they didn't leave it under or, oh, if you watch our show, you find it. They made it part of their branding. They weren't ashamed of it. They owned it and they leveraged it. And that was genius, brilliant in its simplicity because that doesn't always get done now. People yeah. might sign someone or um, utilize them, but they always want to hold, like not hit the accelerator. Like, oh, let's not hit the gas. Let's slow it down. Let's have them lose a bunch of times to see how they are. Like feel all that shit out before they come on television. Yeah, you should know <laughs> that. You should know what you got before you buy it. Right. You know what I mean? That's what always blows my mind with these companies. It's like, how do you buy, how do you sign this guy and not know what you have already? <laughs> Yo, how, you do know? You, how, how, how do you, how do you just sign somebody who's not a wrestler in the first place and then just be like, ah, we'll just make you a wrestler. You know, Anyone can like, wrestle. You Anyone can't, can you can't train passion for something. Yeah. Into someone. It, it ain't bagging groceries. You know what I mean? It's yeah. anyone can hand out flyers. Not anyone can wrestle by, by a fucking long shot no matter how great of an athlete you are yeah like i could take a suplex a suplex and that would be the oh. last one <laughs> like i ever took but they have done a good job though of 
finding some really good diamonds in the rough in that process though being like let's just you know some non-wrestling background people oh, and yeah. then they've, they've hit some home runs i mean shit man charlotte flair is the perfect example of course but there's other factors with her too you know what i mean yes and there's a lot but i mean she's that a great athlete but then also yeah, a great second athlete, generation but star. she she had no desire to wrestle until the reed situation and but then when he, that happened with reed she was like well i'm gonna wrestle now because he can't but you know imagine, I mean? so, if, imagine what would have happened if charlotte just lost all the time Right. And had some stupid gimmick that made no sense. Where would she be now? And by association, where would they be? Because she's the ultimate of their brand yeah. of uh, on the women's side. But they, it's funny that they can't see it, that look at how they treated Charlotte and look at where Charlotte is and the response she gets and her status. And then look at the people that never get to win or creative can't figure out anything to do for them. And then you're like, oh, that's weird. Like the people we don't do anything for have way less traction than the people we protect. It's almost like yeah. wins do matter in a, a, a sport of our nature. And yeah, it, there's, <laughs> I mean, AEW does a good it does a good job of like doing the opposite of what we're talking about. How WWE <laughs> does is like ruin people that come in and like you know, even if they don't have something for them like right away, they could do a good job of protecting them and still like keeping things rolling for when they look do. at hook, look at hook as a non, a he, a non wrestler, just like Charlotte, mm -hmm. a non wrestler, second generation, their presentation of hook outstanding, outstanding. And the fact I'm, I'm going to go see hook wrestle tomorrow in a movie theater for the AEW pay-per-view oh, for us. Actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah for body, for body slam. slam. Oh but, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and it's my first time ever seeing wrestling in a movie theater. I, I am so excited. You're but the idea now, that – What's that? Yeah, you're, you're media you're now media, with us. Yeah, I am media. <laughs> the, uh, the idea that – what they say it was? It's Hook's fifth match in AEW or something like that? Fifth or something six? Something like fifth or sixth match, yeah. He's going to murder QT Marshall. Oh, God. Yeah, as soon as I saw who he was working, I'm like, perfect. That's perfect. His trainer. His trainer. Uh, work I, his trainer, and his trainer is going to make him look Hello, wrestling. I, I do want to <laughs> see him actually take a couple bumps, though. Like, oh, he I, will. I, I, Eventually, I, I, yeah. when he fights the champion. <laughs> another thing, too. People got all mad about Hook no selling that move. That's what Taz did, man. That was a nod to Taz. Like, you would see Taz do that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he would take somebody's big spot and just pop right back up. Like, fuck it, as soon as As soon as someone says people get mad, I just – I don't listen to the rest of the sentence. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, the same people that are mad about Hook no selling a move are the same people who pop when someone else no sells a move. It's part right. of wrestling. The tail doesn't wag the dog. You know what I mean? Are you going to write Martin Scorsese a letter and tell him this character should have done that? No. Like at a certain point, yes, wrestling is the most interactive experience that there is. Your voice is heard. Everyone's part of the process within reason. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But yeah. not. It's not a uh, It's not like going to Subway. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, oh, I want. Two slices yes. of turkey, but four is too many. Oh, I don't like olives. You know what I mean? No one cares. Yes. Some of the most hype moments and matches have come off of the back of someone no-selling a big move. Of course! Like, it's, the, it's the ultimate. Like, Hello, It goes back to the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors to Hawk made it famous, but I'm always doing it before him. Yeah. Yeah. It's good when it's it's... It's okay when done appropriately for a reason. You know what sure. I mean? Like it's it's one thing when a guy's just out there going into business for his own, just no sell on being a right. That's asshole. different. If you do the Austin Aries Johnny Morrison spot, no good. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's totally different. But to use it like for a reason, it's it's done well, and they've done everything right with Hook. I agree with it's you. It's brilliant. That. And the point it's I was brilliant. making about the it only being his fifth or sixth, you know, televised match or whatever, is that 
even once he debuted, he didn't just become a thing that every week he's on TV wrestling someone. Like, it's such a slow burn, and the fuse is just burning, and we don't know how long that fuse is. And he's just moving up, and it's really wonderful to see because without AEW doing stuff like this, there truly is no one to compare WWE to in that way. Like, you can't say, like, oh, well, WWE didn't push this person right, but this other, like, barely-watched product really does it right. Do you know what I mean? Like, AEW is comparable in terms of audience size and everything. So when you see it working right before your eyes, logically, and then you see it on the other side not working, and it's illogical, it just gives you a great point-counterpoint to know, like, this works, this doesn't, and these people are more in tune with what I want. And when I say I, in this case, the audience. Like, the audience clearly is more interested, in my opinion, more engaged, more res- uh, they have much more of a response at an AEW show from the crowd than at a, at a WWE show, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah. I feel like oh, their audience... for WWE. It's good for AEW. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like their audience does skew a little bit more into the, like, educated fans sure, like ECW though, did like, yeah like, and he like, knows that yeah. he knows his fan base yes. he knows his audience exactly. is the yeah. internet fan base because that's where he came from you know I mean he, it's a guy that it's a guy that lived in message boards and forums running a company he knows what his fucking audience is because he was his audience you know and that's like he's, he's in touch with that so yeah I, I think it's but, wonderful uh, the whole AEW thing is just terrific the talent there is terrific and what they're building so many people lose sight of things like I saw a lot of like well, I guess you, what you will call neck beards going on and on about how stupid Tony Khan is to invest money in a video game. Well, as someone who worked in the video game industry for a lot of years, Tony Khan is not stupid at all to invest that kind of money in a video game. And the reason why is Tony Khan and AEW could have gotten someone else to fund their video game without question. However, when you do that, then you're getting a royalty. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're getting a percentage of sales. If you fund the fucking game yourself, which no wrestling company has ever done if wwe or wcw owned no mercy or wrestlemania revenge or uh uh, wcw versus the world all those old nintendo cartridge games if they owned any of those games outright they would have made more money like than they ever could have imagined you know what i mean residuals like the they'd still be making money you know what i mean (laughs) uh, like I'll, i'll tell you this right like straight up the uh what do you call it uh, in the video game industry, the way it works is when you manufacture the game, you know, the it has to be manufactured through Sony or Xbox. They charge you their royalty at manufacturing. So when you manufacture a game, you're not just paying the dollar twenty-five for the jewel case and the disc and the little insert. You're paying a ten or fifteen dollar royalty direct to Sony or Microsoft at manufacturing. So now each unit costs you, you know, eleven or sixteen bucks instead. But the upside is the money between 11 or 15 and 39 or 49 that you wholesale it for dude you know what i mean and if you that look does, at the, the yeah, sales of wrestling games, oh my pie. god yeah. today's day and age that game is that when that game releases it's like 69.99 at least right and, and, and they've and got video million, game people working on it too they got people yeah. that love video games making a video game that they want to be proud of not just something they just want to make money off of too they don't want a game that's going to be like no, like no knock to the TNA game, but like I was really excited for that game when it came out, sure. and it was a it's tough. It's not easy to make shit. a video game, man. It's yeah. very expensive. But you same take... with the ECW game. Remember that? Oh man, oh, I sure do. Fuck. I sure. That was another one. Well. That was another one I was really excited for, and it just was fucking terrible. So I have the thing is, so look at it this way: if AEW, AEW, if AEW can clear thirty nine to forty nine dollars a unit 
of their video game uh, times. I guarantee you, quote me, isolate this clip. I guarantee you, AW will sell over a million copies of this video game without a doubt. A million times 39 is $39 million. You know what I mean? And it's rumored. Some people say he's invested 20. He's invested 40. Either way. And it's not a one and done. It's a, you're building a franchise. You're built. And even if the first one just breaks even or only profits five or $10 million, you know what I mean? You've now built the foundation where the next one is all gravy because you're able mm -hmm. to innovate on what you've built. You're not building a house from scratch. You're renovating a house now. You know what I mean? Yeah. For version two. The and what he did by an ROH, now you just added that oh. into your game. You can, now you can put ROH in your game. You can put any of the oh, I didn't even mention that. Sorry. So when I broke down that $39 million that Tony would make off selling a million video games, I did not count in the part of video games that now makes more money than the video games itself. The paid downloadable content has totally revolutionized this industry. So when you add that Ring of Honor pack one, for fifteen dollars, mm -hmm. when you add whatever pack two and all the CM Punk Ring of Honor variants, or you can buy the hundred twenty dollar mega version when it comes yes. out. Get all the content together. Get it all built in. Well, yeah, and dude. that's that. I I wanted to mention it earlier, and then I didn't want to put it out there because nobody's actually done it yet, really. So I'm like, oh no, let's not have this start happening with the wrestling games. But you know, the idea that you just, you know, your your consoles change every five or seven years, you know, on average. So Rather than make a new game every year, you just, you know, have your one generational release for the lifetime of the console. Look and at that. Uh, and then you just DLC, you know, updates. new signings, new, you know, you, you you suddenly acquire a company. So now, oh, okay, all these properties are just DLC now. It's like, I'm surprised. And, and I'm shocked it too. hasn't been done yet. And I'm like, I hate I, I'm, I'm not under any kind of NDA, so I can say this. I know for a fact that 2K games made more money off selling downloadable content than they did off selling off the, the fucking discs. wrestling games yeah. themselves. Yeah. Whether it's downloadable, physical discs, whatever. Yeah. That is staggering. That's it's a crazy. That is a game changer, no pun intended. That is a paradigm shift for the entire video game industry. Uh, and, and it's how games like Grand, Grand Theft Auto can just be uh, being developed for years and years and years and years and years Dude, because this, they're able to still, still sell content. The same Grand Theft Auto that came out when like my Xbox came out is people <laughs> are still fucking buying and playing that game like a, like a lot and buying a lot yeah. of new stuff. They just keep putting out new missions. It's the same thing. Just new and and so you you're they're buy but you buy these missions. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You buy these modes and yeah, it's just it's literally changed everything. And I think uh, with Tony and AEW's understanding and, and some of the people they have in place, I think they're gonna they're gonna crush it beyond what most people can understand because most people actually don't understand the wrestling or the video game industry, despite being consumers of the product. Because being a consumer yeah. of the product is not the same as actually understanding the business of the product. And I don't think he's done buying libraries either. So I think you're gonna get other stuff too. Because I was I was told there was an inter like some uh, Zarian was talking about it that there's international, an international right? promotion and that's still being I was I was hearing the same thing. Nobody knew what it is, what it was talking about. I think WWE was under the impression it was gonna be like all Japan. So like imagine if he buys the all Japan license and gets licensing rights to that plus the library like what you can do with your video games and all your other fucking your, <laughs> and your, figures your, your figures and your that's what I was gonna say figures of uh, uh, fucking trading figures. cards trading and, cards and shit too man and as the world opens back up think of the 
conventions, so to speak, that you can run around your own events. Think of the your own super shows in a way. If you ever got an opportunity to do All Japan versus AEW or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's just it's fascinating to think about. The, imagine Ring of Honor getting really proper figures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you know they're going to do it. You know, Jazzwares is like yes right now because they're at. They just debuted their new line today for oh, the my next God. two, three un- unrivaled series lines and stuff. And there's a nice new Cody new figure too. Did anybody see that? No, <laughs> the old. As soon as I woke up, the first thing I saw was that amazing uh, negative one uh, oh, figure with Brody, his dad. It's man. beautiful man, and him pose, holding it. That was so. Yeah, the shot of him heart, holding man. it, and then the 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 posed uh, promotional shot of him sitting on his dad's shoulders. It's so it, good, man. Yeah, first, it, it, first class. I, I literally thought the best figure those guys ever did was that uh, that two pack, the Cody and uh, and uh, Dustin bloody two pack. Mm-hmm. I thought was that the was coolest thing awesome. I ever saw. But now the negative one and uh, and his dad Brody is the best thing I've yeah. ever seen in the figure game. Did you see Casual Taz? Did you see Casual Taz? No! Oh, they got Casual Taz right now, too. That one's out. He's just wearing wearing a hat. He's wearing, like, a black hat, black shirt, jacket. It's just Taz and his, like, casual, like, street gear. That was one of the ones that was out there, too. I want to see a Taz figure where the... It has almost like a slight bobblehead function, so it reminds you of Taz in his car. In his car? Listening to some music. (laughs) What a talent that That guy is. That would be good. I never thought that he would be back in the way that he is. And, he seems uh, to be really happy. His energy, his bravado, he's always protected his character. Well, in a way, I don't think he's protecting a character because his character is himself. Do you know, yeah. I mean, he is protecting his character, but he's protecting himself. He's being himself, and he's just great. And how cool is it to get he has to watch his son wrestle now, too? And oh he gets to God. see this rise. You can hear it in his voice, too, when he's when he's calling it and he's talking about it. Just so proud and happy. And I just love seeing that for him, too, man. I just like seeing that moment. And I if, I, if I could be so bold compare the son of Taz to the son of Rey Mysterio. The son of Rey Mysterio has gotten incredible opportunities and oh got to wrestle God. all these matches, but it's it almost feels like, not that it's over, but meaning like you already kind of rushed through all these different machinations of it, and it's not like a big thing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not the main event. It's not whatever. And it's like, if I could be Hook or Dominic Mysterio right now, no disrespect to any of them, I would want to be Hook because I'm right? still... I'm like, ah, the fuse is still lit, but I'm, it's like throwing a rocket into the air with a lit fuse. And a uh, hook is still just rising on the throw. Like the fuse hasn't mm-hmm. even uh, met the fucking product yet and, and ignited. Dude definitely knows how to party too. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. I've hung out with him. I'll say that I've met. I'll say I've met Hook. That's all I will say. I have too. I have too. I met Hook as well. <laughs> he's fun. That's, that's all I could say. Yeah, he sat down and helped me out. He was like, "Hey, man." He's like, "Here." He just helped me out and helped me take care of what I needed. I was like, you just, "I was." T- it's like you just, with- you're like a fucking wizard, man. I was like, "I love you." <laughs> I'm bad with faces sometimes, and especially it's weird sometimes someone you only see on TV. If you then just you know it just catches yeah. you weird or I don't recognize them. But I was standing talking to him for a minute, and then I was just like, "Oh shit." Like it's Hook, you know what I mean? Because yeah, cool he didn't introduce this? himself as Hook either. He, he said, "Hey, it's Tyler or whatever." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, what's so up, man? Like, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, Tyler? And then I'm like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute! You're, 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 huh. you're That's exactly huh. how I felt. I was like, "Oh, what's up, Tyler?" And I was just talking to him. I was like, "That's oh fuck, that's Hook." You know, because I mean? like, he had his hat on, or his, and his, you know, so I couldn't see his like fucking hair this right away. So it's just like, oh, some white dude sat down next to me, and it's fucking Hook. It's awesome. <laughs> What is, he's going places, man, and oh, God man, only knows yeah. what the future holds. And that's the yeah. thing that 
AEW has so many of those slings or uh, arrows in their quiver, so to speak, that you have all these great guys on top. You have super legends in the mix like uh, Punk and Jericho and stuff. And then you have this entire, the Daniel Garcias and, and all these other people, Hulk, um, uh, uh, Wheeler Yuta, you know what I'm Wheeler. saying? You have all these mm -hmm. people on the rise that there may be, st and, and many more that I'm not even mentioning. Mm -hmm. But they're they're still uh, simmering. Do you know what I mean? And when the time, and but they're not they're not losing. They're not being devalued or whatever. They're simmering, and and the heat will keep getting turned up, and then it hits a boil, and you'll know when it happens. You know what I mean? You know who else is doing this well though? Who? Game changer wrestling. Oh, you, you don't say. I do say. KG looks like I Chris Hamrick. So. Chris Hamrick's happy to see you here, my man. Hell yeah, Chris yeah. Hamrick is all fucking. Chris awesome. Hamrick is fucking awesome, and yeah, he says Taz's figures life size. <laughs> oh my god, I'll <laughs> have to dig it up. I have, have they need a picture. Oh, sorry. They need I was to make. Say, I have. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you. I have a picture from back in the day. Me and my girl meant to went to meet Taz at the height of his ECW run. So say it was ninety. Well, not to us the height. Maybe it was not bad choice of words. 1997 maybe he did an appearance in Bayside Queens and he uh we're talking and he was so nice because he's his character is so that I didn't expect him to be nice at all and he was so gracious to us and then we're like oh can we take a picture and he's like oh you too look how fucking tall you are you're killing me so I just have an awesome picture me and my girl who were both super tall and Taz you know what I mean life-size Taz <laughs> God bless awesome. him. I'll have I to see if I can dig oh, that man. up I want his next oh, action dude. figure to have just a like a voice in it where that just <laughs> has him singing other people's and yeah, dude, we were just talking about that when you went away. Yeah. It needs to have a bobblehead feature where his head just bobbles. yeah, the yeah, forward like it's the forward bobble. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The Mick no, Jagger. I want, I want yeah. a little. I want a little button on his back, and he'll just start singing Ruby Soho's. Oh fucking man! Theme How song. what a what? Yeah, things you never <laughs> thought you would ever 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 see. Taz singing rancid on TNT on a it's, Wednesday. You get night. good stuff fuck? like that when people are just naturally having fun and are yeah. enjoying what they're doing and they're just not miserable going to work all the time. It's Thank not you. like a fucking chore and they're not just like, oh fuck, let's just go do all this for eight hours. When they're looking forward to doing shit, they just they they're themselves and you get stuff like that. Just Taz posting a video of himself hanging out, driving to work, listening to music. Like, you know. Shit you don't wouldn't expect to see. I just love like that environment that they've created up there. It's, it's yeah, it says I, a lot. To me, a, a happy commentator is a great commentator, and you want your commentator to be excited, to be thrilled, and to be organic in their reactions. And uh, production is great. You should produce everything you can, but you got to leave space for stuff to occur naturally, and I think that's something AEW does really well. They do. This week is huge, man. I'm, I'm upset I'm not in Orlando, but at least I get to enjoy it from my couch. Yeah, and I get to watch but... it in a movie theater. Dude, that's going to be awesome. I looked around here. The, the closest one was about 35, 40 minutes away. And I was like, ah, I'll just watch it on my couch sure. instead. I'm going to be sitting right here watching it without the without the giant ripped up Dante Leone shirt. I love that. Is, always, that. is that what your backdrop is? No, it's, shit. I'm it's, like, it's just a tie-dye sheet. Like I had a plain white one and it looked fucking stupid. And sure. I was like, I need it needs something because behind yeah, me, my coffee table's got like bong and shit on it. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, we don't need it. You know, it's, <laughs> my, my wife, my wife might be sitting on the couch right now, like on watching TikToks on her phone. I have no idea. So I'm just like, let's just hang the sheet up. Yo. Dude, KG, make that happen, please. Please. Wow. The Hamrick bump is insane. It's, I, I love watching it and seeing it. So I've seen it so many different stages of it too, where it's like, oh shit, I didn't even see that clip before, but it's just another side of the ring. Yeah. I've um, seen it in person in ECW and obviously the clips of him with uh, Sean Waltman and many others. It, 
I, I, I still don't even understand it. I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand. I know a lot about wrestling, and I still don't understand how he does that bump. And he's able to be in the comments at the same time and not just like, you know, in a in a vegetative state. Man, I've watched Hammer rib Chase Owens back in the day when I would ride with <laughs> Chase. And every time Chris would be there, it was like, oh, shit. And he would just give Chase a shit and steal his boot. Or something like that. Just be like, I literally got to go wrestle right now. Where's my boot? I don't know where your boot is. He's like, so mad. I don't oh, know, brother. God. And then hold, like he, when the dude turns around, then he holds up his boot to show everyone in the room he has it, then just puts it back. I don't know, brother. Hamrick, I, I think, it. I think Hamrick's the one that's the blame for my Cassie takes chops for pro wrestlers because there's that show in Cherokee where he was like, Chase, is this your greenhorn? And I was like, No, I'm not Chase's greenhorn. And everybody's like, Chase's got a greenhorn. Let's chop him in, brother. And it was just like. Oh my barbarian, god! The barbarian and Ricky and Robert and fucking Buff and everybody just running a chop train on me. Dude, the barbarian barb chopped you. Yeah, because fucking Hamrick was like, "This Chase's greenhorn." That was not. I was just his driver that fucking day. Like, sure. God. So yeah. Oh, here we go. That's it. I love this. This is the best comment of the day. Chase <laughs> Owens. Oh my god! I love Hamrick. <laughs> I love Hamrick so much, man. Oh Jesus man, Christ. we were dude. It was so funny. I, was, I think White Mike and I were just talking about Hamrick the other day for some reason. I think we saw we were watching something. He popped up. We were just putting out Hamrick over how much we love that guy. So I yeah, love these watching the show. That's great. What a talent! Yeah, and this is the power of the internet, man. Like we're we can all be complaining about something, but instead we're talking about what we love and we're having people we love tune in. What what's more yeah. what's more than that? I, I, we had a, we had a plan for this show and we did <laughs> none of it. And I love this so much better. I was like, well, we've talked about two GCW matches. And we had three shows to cover in an hour and five minutes. Yeah. So I'm not even going to worry about it. Anymore. We'll touch on it, but hey, this is much you know, better. As long as, we, as long as we talk about Atlanta coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're done our I want to talk about Kevin Blackwood, too. Like, you Yo, guys bring oh, him man. on. He's one of the Buffalo suplex. Boys, right? Oh, yeah. Seven bucks, oh, yeah. Kevin. God, that Tony Deppin match. Oh, man. Man. Uh, and Ke Ke Kevin Blackwood was uh, made himself, you know, and he's been making himself ever since he moved from Buffalo to L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got to work with Gorilla and get to work with New Japan. And usually it works the other way around. Usually people come and get a shot at GCW and then get to Gorilla in Japan. He uh, New Japan. He went the other way. But I can tell you that his uh, his first match in GCW was just that his first match. There was not a return match scheduled. However, at the conclusion of that match, he was so fucking good. Like you have to, he, he, you know, he made himself be booked. Like he was added to the oh, next day's show on uh, because of how great he did and how great Tony Deppin is. It's, well, it's yeah, it's, it's you win that crowd over, man, and that's what he did. And like it's, and it's uh, like there's a bunch of, like I love this too. Hamrick's love and GCW. That's what people do, man. They, you guys Hell do a yeah. good job just connecting with everybody. And when How they great get, is that? when that when that audience finds a wrestler like they they, they they like this is a guy we want this guy, and that's they they did that instantly with Blackwood. And, and with Blackwood, it, it, it it's hard for me to even put my finger on exactly. Like, how would you describe Blackwood? To, like Nick Wayne, I can describe easier. Blackwood to me is it's harder to quantify what exactly it is. He's got a great look. He's a mm -hmm. great wrestler, but. A lot of people have a great look and are a great wrestler. There's something actually, I guess he has it, you know what I mean? Because there's just something about him that is super compelling. And I mentioned this on commentary uh, either during his first or second GCW match. And it's a true story. Like last year, Kevin Blackwood and I were hanging out at the collective and he wasn't even booked on any of the collective shows. And he was just there to see some friends and watch the matches. And me and him were talking and, 
And he still lived in Buffalo at that time. You know what I mean? And now we're 11 or 10 months later and he's in LA and he's in Gorilla and GCW and I believe New Japan Strong and has all the stuff going on and the world is his oyster. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's he just stayed true. He didn't change who he was. He just changed where he was located and suddenly it opened up and he's the guy right now. Yeah, I love awesome. all the Buffalo, uh, all the Buffalo brothers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, from man. Puff, uh, Kevin Blackwood, Danny Garcia, um, all of them, and it yeah. goes back to Pepper Parks and uh, Andy <laughs> Williams. Pepper Parks, who I should call. I always get the butcher and the blade confused. Which He's one? The blade. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the blade, the blade. aka Pepper Parks, and the yeah, butcher, and Andy's the butcher. Andy Andy's Williams. The butcher, the Bro, butcher makes sense for Andy. <laughs> Andy's looking good. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, dude, he's trimmed up. He's looking good, man. He's with the he's... beard and the hair. I told, I wrote on the comments, I wouldn't even recognize you if I saw you today like that. Look, he's amazing, dude. You get more time to you know work on yourself when you're not touring the world anymore. Unfortunate is <sighs> unfortunate. That Dad, is. that would be like you know. At the same time, he gets to put, I guess, you know, some I'm more time into the so wrestling side of things. He looks that I missed right now. Every time I die, played in Asheville uh, oh my god two months ago and I missed yeah. it like December beginning of tour. January on their final tour and I was just like ah they would have been in Toronto uh, this Friday coming up or Saturday coming up and yeah no so I missed that now dude Hamrick thanks for hanging out with this buddy Appreciate we love you Chris it. have fun at the show tonight man <laughs> appreciate you oh, I love that so much man oh wait That's what were you awesome. just saying though before we shouted out Chris uh, you were talking about uh, the going. The tours are supposed to be in Toronto, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I would have, yeah, like I would have got to go see them on like Friday or Saturday of this week. I'm glad yeah. I got to see them as many times, uh, the handful of times that I did. I'm glad. I'm yeah. most glad that I got to be a part of their uh, every time I die uh, festival. Tid the season uh, in oh, Buffalo. Wow. I got to do commentary one year up there. Oh shit! But I think the thing is with uh, music is like wrestling, and uh, I think you can just never say never about anything. Like. Today's breakup uh, could be tomorrow's reunion. And when people, you know, separation, distance, and perspective can really change, uh, I think, feelings and things like that. And I think those Every Time I Die guys, as a creative force, as a musical force, they were so, they're one thing. Like the, all the guys are combined into one. And you know how it is. It can be uh, very grueling to live like that for so many years and be married to all these fucking strange men. Uh, so, Maybe when the, my hope is that this separation creates like a new understanding and will ultimately allow them to mend fences because every time I die is truly too great to not be a, a part of music. Truly, I, you know what I, I mean? Agree. Their albums, the albums and the live shows, top notch. The dudes are all fucking great dudes. They they fucking rule. Hey Amen. Yeah. CM CM Punk came back. He did well too. Yes, yeah. thank you. And hey, Tom, thanks, buddy. Love Tom. Tom's a good Tom guy. Talks from hey, Tom, Tom, that's one of our guys. Tom, is we're Tom gonna from have the it. UK? He is from the UK. Okay. And, uh, I, I noted from uh, his use of rubbish. Yeah, uh, I did a show with him. He uh, he interviewed me. He's going to start. He's gonna do a show for Body Slam. we got to talk some details out, but we're going to bring Tom into the nice. Body Slam family. Man, I love Tom's work. He's gonna I'm a big fan of everything from, he does. Gonna he's going to keep the Tom Tucks, Rub Tom Talks Rubbish show. He's going to stay on his own thing, but he's got something else planned for us. I love the guy. He does great stuff, man. So Live thanks from for the trash can. Yeah, Live but, from uh, the rubbish bin. Man, like, yeah, Tony Depp and match. But let's just let's talk about that Mike Bailey Ninja Mac. We got that. That match, that match we are a little bit on it, but they were – It's like a Kung Fu movie for a bit. Wasn't it was it? awesome. It was yeah, so what did I you never... think watching that? Did you know they were going to go up there? Did, they, did you hear them talking about it? 
I knew, you know what I'm saying, just because it's yeah. Ninja Mac, like, I know someone's going to go up there, you know what I yeah. mean? And I, I did see Ninja Mac, like, having extended discussions about it, and he may have even, he was definitely looking up there a lot that I noticed, you know what I mean? I'm not sure if he went up there earlier, but I think he was definitely just feeling it out. In other words, yeah, yeah. it's Ninja yeah. Mac, so whatever the... yeah craziest thing you could do or jump off of he's gonna want to do it yeah and that's if he's able him and matt justice are able to sort it out you know what I mean? god <laughs> bro i was so nervous when i was watching them get, i knew they were going up there i was like oh god they're gonna go up there but when even when they put the ladder up the ladder made me nervous because the ladder was just like wedged between the ceiling and the floor like yeah. it wasn't even touching the wall i'm like guys that ladder's literally just just sitting up it's like not even it, touching it's the so wall. dangerous like it's so <sighs> fucking dangerous and Again, if if that was a scene in a movie, that scene would have taken either a full day or more than a full day to film. And in wrestling, they just do it live in real time once, and it's fucking perfect. It is, Casey. Look, you're you're he's still in that. You live from the rubbish bin. You're just out there fucking catchphrases left and right, man. You don't have to steal what what's a gift. The body slam. Crew. We are a family. Just like GCW. God damn! How awesome is this Mike Bailey U.S. run? insane oh uh, it's absolutely God. everything about mike bailey is amazing and I, what blows my mind the most uh his return match to gcw i believe was in atlantic city if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and I, right. I went up and i, I got to meet him because i've interacted with him for years on social media but now i got to meet him and i asked him just a few questions like about you know wh- what does he think about returning and stuff just to kind of put seeds in my mind for commentary and he said it, it still sticks with me to this day what he said because he said that uh well, you know, um, I just look at it like this. The overwhelming majority of the people here are going to have no idea who I am. So it's st- this is like a new beginning for me. I'm going to get to go out and reestablish myself or whatever. And I'm just and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I even said to him, I'm like, I think they're going to remember you, bro. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. like, no, boy. And then he goes out there and it's like the, like the Pope or something or Jesus came back. You know what as I mean? As like, soon as Brass Monkey starts, people oh. lose their shit. They lost their shit. I was like, oh. And there I was, was so no, happy for that. There was no uh, need to prove because he not all, and, and it's key to know too because he was only away from America. It's not like he left wrestling yeah. for five or seven years. He left wrestling on, on south of the Canadian border. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He was still but in international. Europe and Canada and everywhere else. But yeah. this run, I mean, oh, I mean, Impact, get, let's tip the cap to Impact. Impact, incredibly astute and all that of them to invest in Mike Bailey and to make that signing because he is the type of talent that would kill in AEW, that oh would kill in New God. Japan, that would kill everywhere. And because of the nature now that wrestling companies seem a lot more open to working with each other and et cetera, I love that uh, Speedball Bailey is a part of the Impact family, but he gets to be a part of the GCW family. But who knows where that could lead for Speedball because Speedball is too fucking good to not be wrestling in the biggest rooms in front of the biggest crowds and all that. Yeah, yeah. And he's I the agree. kind of guy that, to me, uh, should be focused on an impact because everything about him, his look, his demeanor, his in-ring, he's so unique and so groundbreaking that he's a guy that I would go out of my way to tune in if I heard, oh, he wrestled so-and-so on impact this week. I would be like, oh, shit, I, I must watch that. You could stress. Sam Stackhouse agrees with you, KG. Yeah. Oh, Andy wants to tell you that you're the man, by the way. Oh, sorry about that. Thanks, Sam. Sam Stackhouse is incredible. The whole Stackhouse family. The whole Stackhouse family. You could just strap the X Division rocket to Mike Bailey, though. Indeed. Oh, my God, right? 
there's an ultimate X match going down, I think, at their like collective show. And if he's not in that, I will be shocked. I gotta watch. I wanna see uh I haven't seen I assume he's been on Impact TV lately, right? Yeah. yeah. I gotta see what he's doing and how he's presented and what his ring music and stuff is like. I just wanna see it so I know, but yeah, yeah I, I'm he's I know fucking... he I watched his first match. I know he won that, like in his debut, and it was not like it was you know, some like known impact names. Sure. I think it was a scramble. It was like a multi-man match. I think it was a scramble. But, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. Mike, Mike Bailey, we can't, I can't, I can talk. We could talk all day about Mike Bailey. Yeah. Very I, special I wanna, talent. I want to talk about that. Damn. We're, we're protect, got to protect him at all costs here in Canada. <sighs> it's, yeah. No shit. Right. Man, that age. And so next we had, we had AJ Gray and the extreme title match against, we defended against ACH and that was awesome. That was dude. a treat. Uh, yeah. ACH hadn't been there in a couple of years, right? That was, how many oh no, it, it was like 11 or 12 months. Uh, he wrestled okay. for Game Changer Wrestling last January, I believe it was, but then he didn't wrestle again from January until last week. Yeah. Me, me, January 2021, you know what I'm saying? Man, yeah. So it was like a 12 month or something hiatus, or 13 month hiatus. Dude, but you would never maybe- know. They beat the shit out of each other too. Yeah, um, both those guys. I'm, I've been 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 a huge ACH fan. Uh, same thing. I was like, this guy is like a unique, one of a kind athlete and performer. You watch him get signed. You're so happy for him because you're like, well, he's made it. Here he goes. He's, finally, he's made it. Yeah. But you know, here he is, and he's doing his thing. And who knows what's next for him? And 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 the fact that we get to have him here in the now. You know what I mean? And to have him at a uh, center stage in Atlanta this weekend, oh, man. Right. Ooh, Kevin oh. too. Ah, that's gonna be so good. Him and Tony Deppin. I love wow, Tony Deppin. I'm a yeah. big Tony Deppin. Same, yeah, great. I, super I, great. We put over Deppin every time we can on this show, and I'm not in my room where I've got my signed Tony Deppin signed, but signed Tony Deppin. Hard signed to Tony believe. Deppin. Hard to believe that Tony Deppin isn't signed. Hard to believe that Tony Deppin hasn't at least been brought in to do uh, uh, a dark and elevation at the very that, least. I mean, I I don't that, think that's his lot in life. I think he should be signed. But yeah, no, the fact that he hasn't. Got I like I don't know if he hasn't ever a been offered one all. or something, yeah. but like I would I'd think, assume he probably would have taken it if they yeah, offered no, one. Yeah, no, Tony. Like, I think if AW called and said we'd like you to wrestle this Friday or whatever, I think Tony would be there. Yeah, he would so be there. Like, just I'm I'm shocked it hasn't happened. And look what he did in Ring of Honor. Even if you want to, for some reason, if you you don't watch GCW or whatever, look at his work in Ring of Honor. And that that's it, Violence I mean, Unlimited is one of my favorite things about Ring of Honor. And they trusted oh. him enough to put the TV title on him without even having a like under contract. A contract. And then what I loved is not only put the TV title on him, but then had him defended on GCW shows to like boost the status and boost the visibility of Ring of Honor. And that made me respect Ring of Honor even more. I have a huge respect for everyone there. But the idea that they weren't resting on their laurels of saying, well, we're Ring of Honor. Why the fuck would we uh, do that? They're smart enough to just realize reality and say, you know what? Not only does it not hurt us to have this belt on Tony and have him defending it around the indies and get it put over on commentary, it actually benefits us. Like that, mm-hmm. that my one wish is that I mean, obviously, now with Tony Khan buying it, it's all different. But I wish that Ring of Honor hadn't booked their venue for WrestleMania weekend so early because I felt like the ultimate rebranding and a relaunch of Ring of Honor would be at the collective where it's like we're Ring of Honor. We're not some stodgy, uptight corporate wrestling company. We are the original wrestling company of the people, so to speak, and we're yeah. here to show our stuff. I mean, they're going to have a great showing anyway in their huge building, and it's going to be packed, I'm sure. But just for for me, for the uh, visual aesthetic, I just love the idea of Ring of Honor being like 
we are part of yeah. this independent scene. This and it, it it's a boost to the collective as well. It's a mutually beneficial yeah. thing, you know. Part of what's been really cool of watching a lot of independent shows over the last few months has been since ROH made that announcement, having their championships defended all the around. Like Jonathan Gresham's been defending that belt. Yes. In every promotion you can name, and some that might not even have names, like he's just he'll like he's defending it against everybody. And Briscoe's same thing, and it kept it helped keep them visible. You know what I mean? Think it kept them relevant when everybody mm -hmm. thought they were going to die. And And that costs no it costs no money to do. It just requires uh, uh, an astute view of the business. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would have said we can't have our belt on some other show, but those people will be stupid. And Gresham. <laughs> and Gresham's bringing that belt to Atlanta next week. Oh, yeah. yes, he is. Against man. Blake Christian, the mm-hmm. world on the world on GCW match that we didn't get. Right. Yeah. yeah, Gresham had some issues at that time, but Gresham is cleared and ready to go. And man, uh, Gresham is absolutely incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. Another one of those guys. And I read his testimonial, uh, I believe it was yesterday, where he was just talking about how he would not even be alive today. He wouldn't be anything today if it wasn't for Ring of Honor and how Ring of Honor gave him a, a platform and a foundation and, and validation uh, to to be the best performer he can be. And that I think wrestling as a whole owes a debt of gratitude to Ring of Honor for keeping a, a guy like Gresham in this business, keeping him in this game. And I'm sure Gresham's not the only one, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't watch wrestling from 2008 till 20, like early 2020. And so I missed the WWE run of like CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Wow. But seeing these guys on my TV now, I already know who they are because the only thing that kept me watching wrestling until 2008 was ROH DVDs of the two of the early 2000s era. Oh, wow. So now like, you know, like Sunday's going to be such a good day for me. Just I'm I'm so happy like seeing like the Danielson and the the like CM Punk that I remember as a you know like a teenager is like that's that that's what I'm seeing again now basically. I can't I can't wait to see it in a fucking movie. I can't wait oh, to see a dog collar match. I I I'd like to put it right. Like, I I am probably the only person who's going to watch the CM Punk MJF dog collar match in a movie theater that actually held in his own hands the original dog collar and chain that Roddy Piper and oh, Greg Valentine wow. used. Whoa. Dude, How's that awesome. for a unique attribute? Put that on my body. That's really cool. That's really, <laughs> put that yeah, on your resume. I went to the this like, box, uh, convention does that, one. How does that happen? Yeah. Oh, we lost him for a second. Yeah, but to answer this, and... Tom, I think that it's uh, buying the library definitely. I don't think it's to be a network. I think he's just going to, I think it's the HBO Max think. talk. Yeah. Hey, just to stack your library for that. They plugged HBO Max on Dynamite the other night. Like they, the the company, <laughs> the network owns it. They owns yeah. it. I mean, Turner, like, Warner, it's all the same thing. So yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's inevitable. I'm hope as a Canadian where we don't have HBO Max and HBO programming is baked into like a weird Canadian streaming service because we have these mandatory. Laws, yeah, we have these mandate like content must contain a certain Can- percentage X of, Canadian of Canadian produced. Uh, yeah. So we don't have HBO Max. That's so HBO is like ba- so. I have no hmm. idea how that's going to work here. And you might have like, to get a VPN. Yep, yeah, like Body Slam, Body Slam Nord VPN sponsorship. When? Yeah, yeah. I've been looking. Sean got him one. I need to do it. I would yeah, say if, if anything else, they'd probably for people that 
can't do HBO Max, I'd say they'd probably just run through Fight because they got that deal with Fight internationally already. I would just sure. assume that that's where it would go. But who knows, man? And that it's library, yeah, just knowing where that library is going to be and uh, hopefully the interface to use the library and the how it flows. You know, there's never been a wrestling network ever that lets you just press play, like, say, whatever, on the February 1st TV show, press play, and then it'll play you in order, February in order. 1st, February 8th, February 14th, and then the then pay-per-view the pay that everything Chris ends to, and then the next Monday, the next Friday. I don't it know why, me but insane, bro. it only if, makes sense. It's like listening yeah. to albums in the order they were released. It, it that's a lot of people want that. It, it's yeah. a, it can, it's, it's, ah, you, just press no, play, you, set you, it yeah. and forget it. You either get to watch the TV shows in order or the pay-per-views in order, but you can never have the two intermingle right. no or try putting it like where you got numerous shows like when w- i do my wcw watch a lot i'm doing it in order it's like okay if i can get the saturday nights i would have to do that try to watch saturday night and then hit the pay-per-view and then nitro started so it's like all right run nitros and then the pay-per-view and then when thunder comes in you gotta start adding thunder and if you can add in any of those tbs shows the saturday night the main event oh man pro worldwide like those all, they all told storylines through that too. Sure. Because if, if I go back and I'm watching these old nitros and shit, and they're like talking about a, a run in or something that happened on Saturday night that's progressing a storyline that they're watching now, and you're like, ah, shit, I can't even go back and watch that because it's not even available for me now. Either way, it sucks that they have such cool. a limited selection on their network. I miss Saturday night. And that interface is terrible. And that's another Man. problem with HBO Max too, is they don't have the interface and the, the way to present it. Like, like you were talking about how they, yeah. it's just not, it's not, have that in there it's, it's fascinating to me out. like how these companies you know like peacock and etc can spend not just millions and billions to create the thing but then lose billions and millions in the launching and retaining properties to utilize but within all that never build a really cool interface which yeah. i would be job one priority one you know what like I mean? hulu for example has been the worst forever and it's still terrible but <laughs> it's like goddamn hulu's been around for how many years and they just, just not improved their fucking interface on their it's like a government bureaucracy or something yeah. like a, a short san francisco anecdote there's like the main street in san francisco is like you know it's like the artery of the city that everyone drives on it's part of 101 but it's you know a street and they have had the bulk of it shut down for like five fucking years to build a to put these bus lanes in the center of the road so like more people can ride bicycles or whatever the fuck. And then it's finally supposed to open, but it's all still closed. So I just found out last night, they built the whole fucking thing. I can't even tell you how much it cost. And they just now realized, wait a minute, the buses have mirrors on them. So the way we built these lanes, the buses can't be in them because they'll just knock each other's mirrors off whenever they pass each other. And not only that, the people waiting at the bus stop, the mirror would come by if it's still there and hit them all in the fucking face as they're waiting. And they don't find that shit out until it's fucking built. Oh, oh my God. And that to me is the network interface shit. That <laughs> Same. Is, uh... Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That shit. Oh, that's fuck. shit. Like, I'm speechless with how, trying to, <laughs> just thinking of how fucking stupid that all is. <laughs> Yeah, that that to me is the interface uh, scenario. You know, no, what I mean? it's, it's a, the that's the thing. perfect that's the perfect ex- description of it. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Like, no one measured the button. There was engineers. Uh, there was engineers with tape measures down on the fucking street yesterday, being like, "Huh, mirrors, huh?" 
Like mm-hmm. that means they never even drove two fucking buses. Oh, it's so stupid. Oh but that's God. it's like bureaucracy, but corporate bureaucracy. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine the the shit storm of like, how do we fix this? Where it's like, and everything. By yeah, like how do you fix that? How? You how? can't. Yeah, you no, can't. You can't. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's the center. Boy. So the bus, the buses are two a lane this way and a lane the opposite way in the center of the road, and then the road. But now it's yeah. So the sidewalk's not moving. In other words, the whole idea doesn't even work on paper. So how did it get built? And now what do you do? And the buses oh, are so horrible here. Do we even need a fucking double bus lane or whatever? It's fucking that's, horrible. That's perfect. Anyway, sorry the for my pe- rant. No, that's perfect. This is because like the Peacock app, for example. <laughs> like, so I've been running through ECW like 93 on recently with my buddy White Mike. Oh man. And uh so we're we're almost to like Ultra Clash 93. Which was like uh, their like super show that they've been plugging for the TV for like two months now, and we got to that point in it, and it's like okay, so I go to like all events and I start scrolling through, and it's just not there. <laughs> I'm like, where is it? Like, why can't I watch this? So I go to search, I type it in, and it pops up instantly. But if you go to like all ECW shows and you're going to look, it's just at not all, there. It's just not there. And I'm like, how can it? Why is it just not? Why is some shit just not showing up? And just I have to actually physically type in the name of the show to find it. It's just not there. It's just the worst fucking. And uh, in in awful. this digital world, it's not like a, a a physical box got sent out to everybody. You could upgrade. You could update shit. You know what I mean? It can't be that hard. No. Like I don't. I mean, there's plenty of smart people that know how to program. There's got to be like I, you can I build can a this. better interface and do an uh, an update, just like every app does, like, just like every video game does. Just and just give some sorting options. Yeah. Like, how about not, that? Sorting options. Yeah, sorting like, options is the worst. On Netflix, it, like I, I just want like when they give you the strip of all the movies, I'm like, can I have this like either by release year or alphabetically? Right. That's the only way I'm gonna remember everything that I'm scrolling past to find something else. And and also, dear Netflix, I don't want you to start playing the movie with audio when I'm just looking at the covers of the movies. I don't, no yeah. one asked for that. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be like, oh, this movie looks interesting. I'm trying to just look at the fucking cover. I want to read the description. Maybe if you please. stay a certain time, but not two seconds. Like Correct. Not as soon as it hits it. Like, yeah. ah. Like, shit, give me a and second. And it's all to be loud. You'd be sitting there all in a silent room just scrolling. And then it's like, the, come on. No one need, no one asked for that feature. I but you know what? It probably boosts their, uh, their internal p- play numbers and stats that they lot. can sell to advertisers it's and whatever. It's, it's, about, auto, yeah. it's the autoplay auto of play. Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And I like the ones where it's like uh, HBO Max and Hulu, their volumes are fucking terrible. So when you go to watch the show, it's like, I can't hear it. And you got to turn it up. And then the commercials kick in and it's Aww. just fucking 10, 10, 12 levels louder than the rest of the show. And you're like, ah, oh, just constantly adjusting the volume up and down. Like, how is that still? We're, it's 2022. It's really weird. How is there not? That's a common yeah. criticism I have of like people on YouTube. When they're when they're editing their videos and they edit their volume so low that when they get like a mid roll ad in the middle of their video, the ad is like four times louder than the YouTube video. And I, don't I know watch what that's it a reference to. Oh, this is the buses. I was like, what is Sam talking about? <laughs> People still ride horses. <laughs> I was like, what is Sam talking? I was like, oh, the bus story. Okay. Sam Stackhouse lives in Smoke, Oklahoma. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm jealous about Tom having the network still, but man. VPN or whatever, man, you could have it too. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to let's just let's talk about some more of this stuff. We uh, that second year crew match with everybody was amazing. We could talk twenty minutes about everybody involved in that, but let's talk about the main event, like the Xbox yes. thing, because that's something oh. that was. What was it like being in that building for that man? Just to see the the emotions that fans had of being like, "Oh, this is great," and then you the turn and the swerve, and then I mean, shit, there were buckets being thrown. Joey going into the crowd, basically, like, "What the fuck was going on right there, man?" Malice like, at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Yeah, yeah dude, <laughs> I had no idea that uh, any of that was going to happen with Joey. So no one was more surprised than me. Um, X Pac is someone that I love uh, personally and professionally. I just think he's the greatest. I love that he chose GCW to make his dramatic return. It blows my fucking mind up that I saw him quoted in an interview uh, saying that he contacted WWE to say, I'm in ring, ring shape, I'm ready, uh, you can put me in the Rumble or whatever, and they, they just faved him or whatever, which, I mean, hello, Hall of Fame wrestler, hello, can still go, trailblazer icon of that style, you know what I mean? And so anyway, fuck them because fuck we them. got it. Missed you know opportunities. I mean? that they they are known for yeah. missed opportunities, obviously. We've talked about it numerous times throughout this show already today. There's that's and, a perfect example of one right there. I mean And there was magic. There was magic in the room, you know, uh, some of Sean's friends and family uh were there to see him. And I know he wanted to go out like on his own terms to be able to do his own thing. And it it's so magic. And think about that. GCW is this upstart independent company. And they're able to somehow pay respect and give back to people like Sean Waltman, who without Sean Waltman, there'd be no GCW. Do you know what I mean? Like without his influence. You guys have uh, developed the reputation of people know, like the the legends know that they're going to get treated well and the right way from you guys. Scotty too hotty in January. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, it's not not surprising to me. And that's how ECW got that too. I mean, you got guys that would come out, Terry Funk, and they would come to like, I I need one more spot. Like Dr. Death, like these guys, like I'm going to go there because that's where I can get it. Terry Gordy. You guys are doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. And great Sasuke. And so Mm -hmm. many, you know, like internationally. So many people. And that's where you guys are developing into that same, you know, reputation for being a place where like, Hey, I got I got a little bit of gas left in the tank. I think I can, you know, still get something out of this. And you guys are gonna take advantage of it and do it the right way. And, you know, like missed opportunity for WWE. They could have run this program. They could have run a Waltman return program for six months and got yeah. good fucking TV out of it. And that Scotty Too Hottie match, dude, the Scotty Too Hottie match with Joey Janela. Joey has a long history of bringing the best out of people and being able to work with Everyone from Marty Jannetty to Scotty Tuhati to Sean Waltman to Great Sasuke, on and on and on. That's but spring PCO, um, oh, God. But he's able to – Joey is just magic in the ring, and it, it, I feel like it hasn't been fully utilized on television, but it's been fully, fully – or it hasn't been fully utilized all the time on television, but it has been fully utilized in, in GCW. And just seeing that moment and, you know, of course, fuck Matt Cardona – Fuck uh, Vanilla Brian Myers, who used to be kind of the cool, likable one. You know, I respect him. But I love that Joey and Sean triumphed over those goofs. And I was hoping that would be the end of those goofs until Matt Cardona handpicked Action Mike Jackson to be his opponent, not knowing probably what action Mike Jackson is capable of. Oh man, I, I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, man, I, I, I love seeing him at WrestleCade. He was hanging out at WrestleCade and I got to talk to Mike. I, again. I'm looking Dude. forward to Chris Dickinson beating the shit out of Matt Cardona <laughs> spring break. The other day, uh, Matt Cardona tweeted like, what is the name of uh, uh, Chris Dickinson's finisher? Does he even have one? And I tweeted uh, something like, 
his finisher is ripping your arms off your body and like beating the bronzer and beard dye off your face with it. He calls it, oh, what did he call? I'm oh, sorry. I was like, he calls it, I don't know. He calls it karma or he calls it what I had a funny way of ending it, but it was just so, uh, I don't think uh, Cardona understands uh, anything about a guy like Chris Dickinson. Chris Dickinson is like a, a seething cauldron of rage and testosterone and pent up aggression. And I've seen Chris Dickinson destroy people in real life. I've seen Chris Dickinson destroy people in the fucking ring. And Matt Cardona can bring his girlfriend. He can bring fucking Hornswoggle, Brian Myers. He can bring all his Hasbros. He can bring the Kamala variant. He can bring all the fucking prototype figures. But nothing, nothing is going to save Matt Cardona from Chris Dickinson. And just so it's on the record here at Body Slam, I came up with a pretty good idea for Matt Cardona. I came up with it as a joke, but... Uh, someone who's always putting him over on Twitter was commenting on my stuff, shitting on him on Twitter. And someone asked, like, does Matt Cardona pay you to do this stuff? And I was like, let's be honest. Matt Cardona pays him in doll wipes with a Z and then the trademark. And I'm like, doll wipes, dude. In the same way that there's sneaker wipes and all that stuff and for that industry. And I know for the Cardonas of the world, they like to do the get in the bathtub nude, you know, with a whole array of figures and lovingly wash them and all that stuff that they do. But when you don't have time for that or you're on the go, why not bust out a doll wipe and just, you know, get that little scuff off your Hogan LJN? Yeah. I think there's money in it and I want That's to money. Yeah, you can be Dude, always no shit, ready right? to clean your dolls. <laughs> no dirty dolls here, but there is Reed. a dirty daddy that is coming for you, Zach uh, Ryder. Yeah. Mid Cardona. Reed Speed Hefner agrees yeah. with you. Chris is going to destroy oh Cardona. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Cardona has never ever faced anyone like Chris Dickinson. And as someone from New York, the difference between Long Island and Staten Island is night and fucking day. There's an old saying, uh, what is it? Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. Standing up and fighting is what living here means. Now, you notice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I noticed. We noticed. We'll get it when he comes back. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking forward to that saying. I like it. I want to see where this goes. Yeah, I want to see where this goes, too. But yeah. – Oh, we lost you for a second. So Sorry. we got the beginning of your uh, your saying. Oh, it was Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. Standing up and fighting is what living here means. Notice Long Island is not included in that list of places. Long Island, the self-named Strong Island, if you want to compare that to the rage that lives in a place like Staten Island, the, the fury, you know what I mean, of the place that brought you the Wu-Tang Clan, then you'll, Matt Cardone is going to fucking find out. You know, the, Chris Dickinson is going to really teach him something like Cardona feels confident because of his, despite being handily defeated by Janela and, uh, and uh, X-Pac, but I don't think he has any idea what's going to happen to him. And Dickinson is going to kick his head off his fucking shoulders, drop his decapitated near corpse on his decapitated neck hole, and then just probably pin him with a hundred count. Oh man. One Island has Matt Cardona. One Island has Eddie Kingston. Say no more. Thank you. There you go. There you go. That's very, very telling, right? But <laughs> Man, that, that that was such a moment, though. The Joey, I, oh, I man. felt it coming. I felt it coming. The turn, I did not. But, I mean, dude, this show is called Welcome to Heartbreak. There was no True. heartbreak yet on the show. I was like, I was like, that, that's a. I, I was like, it's a little late for Valentine's Day. I wonder if if that's just a play on it. But then, like, it was perfect title with that that finish, like the heartbreak of like we get this great moment, this this such a heartwarming return moment, and then. Um, Joey and just the, the like, fury yeah the fury yeah. of the audience and some of the audience doesn't like in other words it's wrestling everyone everyone should know how to act 
And I like the yeah. fact that if someone's going to act the fool with Joey Janela, like, dude, yeah. this is the this is the real world. If you want to yeah. if you want to stand eight inches from someone and throw something in their face as hard as you can while they're looking at you, Be what ready. the fuck do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Be fucking ready, man. Like I yeah. love it too. Yeah, like I loved know. it the way he just held onto the ropes and just threw several kicks and just right out into the crowd and put his hands up to everyone. Like, well, apparently that guy had been a problem. I've been reading lots of report or lots of people tweeting and talking about that. That one specific guy had been an issue all fucking show. I, I believe think. in the industry, the, those people are known as the fucking goof. Yes, apparently a fucking goof is definitely that's that's a that's a nicer way to put it than I would have. But yeah, yeah. yeah. He also, I guess, a few years ago tried like coming to the coming in uh, towards the ring or into the ring during a Jacob Fatu match for another company, and Jacob Fatu just fucking leveled them. I saw and somebody talking about that. Yeah, and that if you don't if you don't learn from that, then uh, you know what I'm saying. You probably shouldn't be able to buy a ticket. That's dummy. just why. That's not sane thought. There, it's no. I would. Yeah, if you don't learn from that, you're not going to learn from fucking anything. So like, towards, right. towards the ring is not the direction you walk. To Jacob Fatu. <laughs> and look, dude, it doesn't matter if you're any size you. wrestler. It doesn't matter if you're Ninja Mac or uh, the largest wrestler oh. you've ever seen or whatever. The best life advice I could give, ever give anyone yeah. on here is never, ever try to fight a wrestler. A wrestler, even though wrestling is an art form, a wrestler will fucking hurt you and punish you in ways you have no idea. And they're able to dodge and evade and counter and do so many things uh inherently it's in there it's not something they have to think about and you're gonna lose every fucking time you're I was gonna, gonna say, really stupid when has it ever worked out for any fan that's like you know what i'm gonna hop the rail or i'm gonna get in here and do a roadblock uh, the roadblock the, oh, that's you know that do you know that story you're talking about wcw roadblock right yeah the with the, okay roadblock no, uh, I forget what town, if he was from Rochester, I think. It was he the Rochester Roadblock, upstate New York? Either way, Ro Roadblock was a fan. And he's big, obviously. Yeah. And he saw Hulk Hogan at the gym, and he tried to approach Hulk Hogan about how can I be a wrestler. And Hogan was just like, good night to all you jabronis and self-marks, whatever. He wouldn't. He just blew the guy no, off. No, sold him, yeah. So then Roadblock bought a ticket to uh, a WWF show, and it was one-man gang versus Hulk Hogan on a house show. And uh, Roadblock had the idea of, I'm going to run into the ring and attack fucking Akeem, one-man gang, whatever. I'm going to physically attack one-man gang and beat him up, and then they'll and have everybody no will choice know I'm badass, but, yeah. but to make me Hulk Hogan's opponent. And he ran in the ring and attacked one-man gang and got the better of him. And Slick was uh, hitting one-man gang with the, I'm sorry. Slick was hitting Roblox with the his okay, cane like as hard as he fucking could to just get him out of there, and it was a whole melee. And then he ended up getting into the business. But other that's than wild. that, <laughs> that's I wish there was footage of that. But that's Bro, fucking the, insane. The, the dude yeah. who hopped the railing at AEW last year got tackled by Justin Roberts. Like, well, dude, oh, did uh, did someone uh, jump the rail at AEW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that no, weird. It was uh, Miami. It was Miami. Miami. Yeah. Right at, yeah, yeah. Right dude hopped the railing. Uh, like it was like a he was doing it like for a Cornette. promo. There's a promo in the room. Oh yeah, of course. He Jim Cornette, hopped. that positive and inspiring but force. Cornette, in Cornette yeah. did not condone any. Of that. I know, but like, no, but, yeah. but that's like Donald Trump not condoning something. Like if you inflame and and uh, machinate to make something happen, or, or your fake apology later or condemnation of it doesn't mean shit. If I incite a riot and then I'm like, oh, I don't support riots, yeah. uh, then I'm just full of shit, like Jim Cornette. Yeah. But I don't. Oh, yeah. I will yeah, say. No, dude, 
he got almost in the ring and uh justin roberts like grabbed his leg and pulled him off the ring yeah i'm like yeah. I, had a, there was, I had to stop when I was a ref. Yeah, I had to stop even, fans from getting in the ring. I was gonna say there was those old WCW ones where fucking oh. Randy Anderson took out somebody one time. I think too, a little, little viciously, wrestling. viciously. Yeah, fuck yeah, love that. But so it's never, it's never worked. Just no, buy it. a ticket, take the ride, enjoy don't the show. It's a dumb. show. Stop being dumb. Just like a concert or a play, like it's not about you. Yeah, and there's a line. Don't cross it. Yeah, that's the only yeah. difference between GCW and hardcore shows. There's no no stage diving at the GCW show. Correct. That's it. Yeah. Different. And sometimes hardcore shows are at venues that don't allow stage diving. It, you know what I mean? It, it's not an alien concept. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so, yeah, we had a double shot. So we'll touch a little bit on it. We'll try to go quicker. We'll go over the double shot. And then we'll get to Atlanta real quick. But, yeah, so the second night, you guys had the coldest winter. We had Ninja Mac over Jack Cartwheel, another fucking stellar match. Jordan Oliver, Dark Sheik, over that was awesome. But Thunder Rosa and Tony Deppin had oh almost God. twenty minutes, and that was fucking awesome. Thunder Rosa is great. Tony Deppin is great. They uh, together separately, they're incredible. Together, they're absolute magic. And uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, I've seen her uh, numerous times for AEW. Get the largest pop of the night when she comes out for her match. Uh, in her GCW appearances so far, she gets this massive ovation. She connects with people on on a whole other level. There's something magic about uh, Thunder Rosa. You know, it's yeah, an honor I, to have her be a part of GCW. I uh, keep joking. I mean, I'm not joking, but every time like that, that pop you're talking about, it's the new like road with the new. Yeah, road I, I've pop. said that dude, too. It's it's insane. Like the you crowd. were at Arthur Ashe Stadium, dude. She dude. was the first person out of the, and the it night, was and it was. And it was an ova- a roar, and I measured it, you know, with my my supersonic mm-hmm. earpieces all night. And I was like, man, if that's the the roar for Thunder Rosa, what's it going to be when this megastar or this megastar comes out? But no, that it was the biggest was pop the biggest of the night, one. and it wasn't just at Arthur Ashe, you know. It's it, it's everywhere I've been, everywhere I go, because I do I do a lot of these AEW shows, like every every event when she she comes out for Dark usually, and it's biggest pop at a, for a Dark taping earlier before before or after than it yeah. was for the entire dynamo correct and it's just something else man and then deppin is connects. such deppin is such a wrestling machine he tony deppin is just professional wrestling and he's a guy that there's no gimmick involved there's you know he doesn't have tattoos he doesn't have a crazy hairdo he has no piercings you know he's not dark and brooding he's just an asshole that wrestles way better than anyone you know you know what i mean and, yeah. and he just kills it he's so great it's hard to even Put into words the greatness of Tony Deppin, the gatekeeper for real. You know what I mean? If you yeah. can hang with Deppin, you can hang. But Deppin's so good that he's made numerous people and helped launch, enhance, and uh, like boost up their careers mm-hmm. just in how he can make them look in the ring. Now, I don't, I don't think he that. gets his due, and neither does the Pilgaroo Brewery, which I think if you're in the Pennsylvania area, you should always stop by Tony's Brewery, have a few beers, maybe do a trivia night with uh, – the homie uh, Rice Brensberg from uh, from AEW. Yeah, I was gonna say Bryce comes and does trivia night. I was gonna because uh, we uh, you Mike talked to Tony about beer for what twenty minutes, fifteen minutes when we interviewed him last time. Oh yeah, love <laughs> so, beer. Love yeah, beer. That was fun. I'm a, but, uh, I'm a part owner. Uh, you know, uh, many people are, but I'm a part owner of Tony Deppin's Brewery. Like they did a oh, crowdfunding awesome. where you could own a little stake. I mean, again, it's a little stake, but yeah, uh, just the idea of it. You know what I mean? Is awesome, and I love that he's doing it and that it's successful. And I hope the next time we're on the East Coast, I've actually put in a request because I didn't realize they have some sort of like portable beer containers that you could temporarily kind of growler. Yeah, 
Growlers. I want some. I'm gonna work it out with Tony. I want to get some growlers the next. Of I've never had the Pilgaroo brew myself, and as part oh, owner, awesome. I feel like I have to experience it to be able to yeah. um, uh, uh, be an ambassador for the brand. Right. It's, like, only, it's it's good marketing. Yeah, you gotta know what you're selling. Bro. Indeed, yeah. indeed. No, yeah, growlers are great. We have them here. Like, cause craft beer is huge uh, here in like the Asheville area because Asheville's beer city, USA. Sure. For the last twenty years, basically. But uh, yeah, we got growlers. You can just take them and those fill them up, and there's just a set price, and you can just get growlers at these fucking breweries all the time. Dude, How long that. do they stay fresh? Mike, you probably know better than me. How long does it stay? Because we usually drink them pretty quick. So sure. I don't, yeah, they don't last too long. But it's they what, don't like a, last very long. I, I I don't know. They couple I, days maybe. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're I mean, gone and like it's gone in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Here. So, I mean, it's not. Like, it's not a lot. You know. What I mean, it's just like a big bottle. It's like a bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of like yeah, the time if Tony boiled, bottled it on a Friday and brought it to me on a Saturday. And oh, it'd be fine. on a Sunday. Okay. Oh hell I mean, yeah! Once you pop it, like I mean, it's gonna be good. Once it's you, a like, beer, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like beer. Once you pop the growler top, then you gotta kind of go with it. But then you gotta drink it all. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like if he, if it's like if it's been sealed and he's just bringing it to you, like the only your only real thing you're gonna have to worry about is temperature. Yeah. Oh, uh, because it's supposed to be cool, right? Well, it depends if you. It, it depends. depends how cold you like your beer. Oh, super cold. Yeah. Well, then yeah, you're gonna want to. Yeah. You want thirty-two point one degrees. Yeah, you're gonna want to put it <laughs> put it on when you get there. But uh, so wait, where were we at here? Oh yeah, so we were, we were we moved on from Welcome to Heartbreak. We touched on a little bit here of of Tony of and Thunder, Thunder and Thunder. But I want to talk about this Jimmy Lloyd Alex Zane match yo. because yo, like, have you talked to Alex? Is he okay? Because I know he had to get the surgery on his eye. Yeah, his arm was just fucking ripped to shit. But like, I saw that he's got matches coming up in a couple weeks, so I or a week or this week yeah, or next week. So I guess the, it's okay. The doctors, the current uh, status, as I understand it, from talking to Alex and from talking to Brett last night on the official GCW podcast, available only on Patreon. Uh, uh, the idea is the doctors have done the surgery. The doctors feel like it it went well. Um, he doesn't have all of his sight currently in the damaged eye, but they feel like day by day, uh, into the week by week. It will return fully is the plan. And although obviously he's not wrestling this weekend or next weekend or whatever, um, he will, the current trajectory allows him to be a part of Ring of Honor and Game Changer and everything uh, on yeah, the collective I, weekend. I think they just announced his uh, match at the Super Yeah, Club like Honor yesterday, I think. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, so I guess he's, you know, since they just announced it, that he had to be able to go by then. So I was assuming he was healing pretty well, but. And I can tell you this, right after that match, I went into the, the dressing room and Alex Zane was there like doing a photo shoot, basically. Like there's several photographers and he's in front of a background. He's taking all these fucking pictures, talking to people, whatever. And then the medic comes over to me and is like, uh, he needs to go to the hospital now. And I was like, what? And the guy's like, his, um, how did he say it? His, uh, his pupil is leaking. And I'm just the idea of that. It it made it still makes me queasy. Like I can't get it out of my mind. And he's there doing all this stuff. He's totally calm. And then some people are like, "Hey, Alex, we got to take you." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Let me just do this and do that." And then uh, Big Vin was like, "Somebody take him to the fucking hospital right now." And then Brett just came over like, "All right, everyone, calm down. All right, who's gonna take him?" All right. And then he went off to the hospital. The first hospital wouldn't even uh, admit him. They were just like, "We're not built for this. Go oh, go wow. go somewhere else." So oh, all shit. covered in blood and everything, and with his eye, his pupil leaking and his retina um, pierced with glass, uh, he went to a second place, and they were able to, uh, you know, stitch up his arm and do surgery on his eye. But I mean, 
it tell it goes to show you just how dangerous uh, wrestling is and can be. But the fact that he was so calm with glass in his eye doing these pictures, I even I even took a few because I didn't know at the moment. So when I saw him there doing all these pictures, I take pictures for behind the scenes on mm-hmm. the Patreon. So I, I snap snap a couple, and then I get the the word from the medic, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" And it just shook it shook me up so much. Like the one because I love Alex Zane, and I would hate to see him hurt. But just the sheer grossness, like I just I pictured, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have your eye, and then there's the black dot, and I just pictured the fucking god. black part leaking out. Oh, god, uh. I can't even think about it. It's horrifying. Um, I mean, so like, I, I wish him nothing but the best, man. I yeah. love that dude. Top, top, top tier talent. I, I mean, I was, I went back and tried to watch. I couldn't even find when that happened in the match. Like, when did he hurt his eye? Yeah, like, I, 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 have to, I haven't seen it back yet. I mean, it had to be. Oh, someone told me that it was. Uh, it had to be one of the spots with the plates. I mean, yeah, it's but, one like, of the glass spots or the tube. Was it? It could have been a light tube instead yeah. of the, the panes. There were, there were no tubes in that match. There was not? there no? Was it only the pains? I yeah, I I, I okay. like made a weird mental note of that where I was like, "Well, there's no tubes in this one." Interesting. Okay, because I would have thought that giant cut on his arm that he pulled the glass out of on camera. I would have thought that was a a, a large uh, light tube glass, but I guess not. I haven't. No, it was just a corner, like a pain in the corner. Because I know they had pains in all the corners, so I just assumed there was. I just assumed there was and light then, tubes as well. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I didn't even. Remember and he did the attention. one. Yeah, and then he did the one where he had Jimmy under the chair, under uh, under the pane. Yeah, and he did the move onto onto the glass. Uh, yeah, could have caught Jimmy under on that. There was yeah. that, and there was like two two corners, and I think those are the only three like glass spots. And then there's barbed wire doors. Yeah, uh, but damn man, yeah, like that was wild to watch. I'm glad he's okay. I was glad you could give me a little bit more on that because I just gauged by I was just going by what I saw booked. I was like, well, if he's being booked in two weeks, three weeks, or a month, or whatever, yeah. like, he should be okay. Pictures are gnarly. Oh though, man, posted, wow. like a I don't know how I missed. So I don't know how I missed it. Like uh, that that I've seen the shot now of like the, the yeah when he's the entry wound here, and then he's like pulling it out the other side, and I somehow didn't even see that uh, during the show, and I'm watching. I didn't either. Monitor. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it either until I saw the posts and tweets with the pictures. I was like, "When the when did that shit happen?" I'm like calling the match on a monitor, and I didn't see that. And I'm looking for things. You know what I mean? The the little things are what I'm looking for. You know? What a uh, way to pop your deathmatch cherry, really, right? Shit. Professional deathmatch cherry. He has wrestled. It's been a long time, but he had he did wrestle. I think I said the year on commentary. I forget. It was some backyard stuff, right? Yeah, he wrestled in the backyard. Maybe it was 2009. Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. That he did a he did death matches in the backyard, but that was it. He where's he? Is he from Tennessee? What part of the country, world the country? Is he, from? he is from. Uh, it's where I'm trying to think. Uh, he used to travel a lot with Blake Christian, but Blake is from Tennessee, and Zane is from. Damn, because of all the Taco Bell branding now, I don't even know where the fuck he's from. See, I can't remember because I I, I used to remember <laughs> him coming up uh, in the East Tennessee area before. Okay, like, yeah. He showed up with you guys, so I remember. If, years ago and i was like oh shit is that the same guy you know when i saw him uh doing the uh i think the your, your backyard show that was that his debut summer. yeah that, that when i saw him do that kentucky I was like, He's really kentucky. lexington okay. kentucky okay i wonder if he lives there though i'm gonna have to find out because now i'm like racking my brain like where does he live he moved to orlando from because ah. i remember he had just moved to orlando for the wwe oh, shit right, and then right, they, right, right, rele- right. they fired him so it was like he just moved well, down he was like, dead weight to be fair Right, yeah. Can't, what are they going to do with him? Him, Blake Christian, and what, uh, what can you do with and those Carl guys? Anderson yeah. and 
Uh, yeah. I mean, help me out here. There's, I know there's a few more. Oh, Samoa Joe. Oh, dead, dead weight. weight. Talk about dead oh, weight, yeah. man. When That's has Samoa Joe ever impressed anyone? Sorry, right. yeah. there's What's plenty here? of other kids. There's plenty of other kids out there that want to play with those toys. So don't. Worry. Oh my no. God! Yeah, Samoa uh, Joe, a god. Like, but yeah, no, like. That's uh, that's into the fire with him, man. Tonight that death match, I was, fuck, man. man. That's I was all the flowers to Zane for that, dude. That shit was wild. What a what a fucking match. Top tier and, talent and another guy that's made 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 for TV, made to be an action figure. All of that, he's ready. Jim, he's Jimmy coming was into like it the too. Perfect dude to have that match with him too. And he's really starting to come into this. Uh, character this now that he's the sauce god yeah he's he, got, right i, I love this see it on camera his little he has like a little mm -hmm. hipster mustache yep. and the, the glasses to... the whole thing yeah yeah he's really starting to grow into this and get it you know what i mean like instead of just being like all right i'm not i gotta be something more than just a guy that can fucking go in the ring i gotta be like you know i gotta have a persona and an image to get that like you said, and resonates and connects a little bit better with than the Taco Bell thing. But dude, he's he's into it, man. Like this red coat, the, the fur and shit that he's and doing the, now. The red red sunglasses and oh, it's, it's mine. I believe man. it's like the Sauce God era, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, on the verbiage. That's but perfect too, right? He's just a great talent and one of those guys. Like the I saw, you know, I saw him for the first time. Like many people at that GCW backyard show, and he's so tall, you know, especially for independent wrestling. And I'm like, wow, like, who the fuck is he? He's a good-looking kid, a good-looking mm -hmm. man. Like, who the fuck is this guy? He's in great shape. And then I see his match, and it's like, who the fuck is this guy? Do you know what did I mean? Did he do like, some – was he – is he the one that went off the roof in that show? I know he did insane stuff. He did uh, off the – I remember him doing some shit over the ropes, through the table, on the, or yeah, through yeah, the door yeah. on the ground. And I 100%. think he went off the – I think he went off the fucking top of the garage or the little shed or whatever. And landed right at me and Nick's feet or something, right? Yeah. But me and Nick yeah. Gage were doing commentary. And oh, man. Wow. That right. show was fucking insane. Well, those that shows are Wrestling so much show. fun. Those one are fun, my, man. One of my favorite matches with him, it's uh, actually on the show right just over your behind your right shoulder there, was uh, him, Ninja Mac, and Leo at Fight Club. Oh, fuck yeah. That, that impromptu three-way match was... That, that shit was so good. Anytime you put that level of talent in the ring and take the restrictions off, I mean, what what else is going to happen besides greatness? You know what I mean? Yeah. Leo's another guy that I love has gotten a good chance with you guys to do, to be himself and to, it just looks like he has fun when he's there. Yeah. You know I mean, he, he's, an amazing, he's one of those guys amazing that, talent. and I it would, seems like he's in places where he's not having the fun that he should have. And, you know, I would love to see you guys. I would love to see you guys put on Leo and Speedball. Oh, oh my, my God! God that right. one. That, How that, is that, that not been manifested? That yet one into the card somewhere. That was like when I was like when I when I was thinking of Mike Bailey matches on the Indies. I was like Tony Deppin, right, sure, check. You know, like Blake Christian, Alex Zane. You know, like got Blake Christian now, but like Leo Rush is one of the first ones that came wow. to mind too. I'm like, yeah, now, I, I know. I think maybe the reason they haven't been matched up during Bailey's return yet is if you notice, I don't think Leo Rush has done any matches since his last AEW match, and I saw that he was booked for something upcoming, and he had a he was pulled off of it, or he pulled off, or was I, canceled. I haven't seen him since World on GCW. Yeah. That when he he wrestled Blake and that was the last time I've seen him. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't he, know if I've seen him since then either. I wasn't sure if he had an AEW That's match right. or something after that or not. No, he, I think they already like he had something. He, to, yeah, I don't know his happened. his like whole 
being a free agent thing could already come yeah, out. Yeah, when I was in New York, well, like, that was the day. That was the Saturday was when he had put that – when he tweeted out that he's going to be a free agent and let the contract run out or whatever. Yeah, uh, they have they hadn't put him on TV. So that was like, – uh, yeah, that was Saturday. That. Saturday or – so it was either the night of the Hall of Fame or the night of the – it was okay. Saturday or Sunday. So, yeah, it was that same weekend because I remember so, yeah, I'm, I'm not being sure in the hotel. If- I'm not sure if Leo is is injured or just working through so, you know something physically. Or he does not. the music too, right? So and he yeah. has music and other things. Much so I'm not music sure. Break. Who knows? I did uh, see he canceled the show maybe for next weekend or something like he, that. He's the last thing he did was so he did the World on GCW and then the next weekend he did Battle of Los Angeles. He did those two nights. Ah, okay. First and second round. Battle he of got hurt at Bola. Oh, that's he got hurt at Bola. Yeah, he got hurt somebody threw Matthews. a fucking yeah because somebody threw a drink in the ring and he fucking slipped on it. Yep. So there we go. That's we got to the bottom of it. We worked through it. Yeah. Stop throwing full drinks in the. Stop throwing drinks in the fucking ring. Yeah. Stop throwing full fucking drinks and trying to injure people for fucking being assholes. Right. Cheer, boo, do what you want, but please, like they used to say at the WWE house shows or WWF house shows, you can cheer, even boo, but please refrain from throwing objects into the ring. AEW puts that out now too. After the, uh, and honestly, they didn't run that uh, warning until. It was so the show when you guys had Cardona and they threw the fucking gauge that match that yeah. at the showboat the next fucking night. Wow. The next because I was at the next uh, dynamite the, after that, like literally four days after that, they ran a uh, warning. Please do not throw things. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's from fucking Cardona's match. Less, you know, there's no because I was at the one the week before because I went to the dynamite the week before and then I watched the show over the weekend like on TV with you guys wherever you guys were at the showboat and then went to the next dynamite the next week wherever that was at and I think it might have been in the North Carolina show when they debuted that uh, little more is the little fight for the warning. fallen or something like that yeah interesting the warning yeah see look at that GCW making change in the wrestling world making now. change man. yeah we you didn't just, we didn't just create a blueprint for running in the pandemic era we also with the help of our highly organized and communicative plants, we were able to uh, artificially create organic moments that just happen. Oh, fuck. It's uh, hard. Sure. You know, thankfully, due to uh, there's great apps for linking people together and mass. Thank God for mass text. So everyone mm-hmm. could be like, text one is just like, you know, get your objects ready, you yeah. know, 60 seconds to go. And then, you know, go. I'll just give them the countdown in their ear. You'll notice I often lay back on commentary during these big moments because I'm instructing the plants. Like, all right, everyone, you in the white shirt, you know, stand up straight. You turn your hat backwards. It looks more dangerous, you know, that sort of thing. Reed, Reed Speed Reefer, Ref, or Hefner, Reed Speed Hefner says Leo's booked for that MLW show in May. I think I saw okay. that too. I so yeah, remember. I mean that's a long time away. So I'm sure he'll he'll if he is. I don't I don't. Oh, again, we know that he got hurt, and I guess if he pulled off something next week, we know he's maybe still hurt. So. Or dealing yeah. with an injury, so he might. Uh, yeah, by May, I'm sure he'll be fine. Man, like that'd be something when he comes back from injury, though, to put to put together. Though. Oh God, yeah, oh, absolute dream shit. match. Absolute Man. dream match. Yeah. So what else we got on there? So we got where were we? Let me pull back. I'm like, yeah. So Jimmy Way Alexander, we had uh, Kevin Blackwood, another Kevin Blackwood Grim Reefer match. That was oh, a man. sleeper that... on that card. Yeah. Oh, Man. that was oh, so good. The straight edge spot where he stomps the doobie out. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, so it was great. Uh, he so 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 great, and Grim Reefer is so fucking great, an unsung hero. I love that GCW has given him such a platform and such a spotlight to do his thing. You know what I mean? Queens yeah. is in the house with Grim Reefer through and through. Loves, loves some handball master, top tier human, top level iron lung smoker. You know what I mean? He's yeah. everything to everyone. 
And you guys got you, then you had Gringo Loco defeating Mascara Dorada. And man, how about his Crazy comeback for match. you guys, man? Man, I feel like this was the one where uh, Mascara really, really stepped up. And I think being in there with someone of Gringo's pedigree and caliber, they both brought out beyond the best of each other. You know what I mean? And they they just delivered a masterpiece. Gringo Loco, one of the greatest uh, stories I feel like of. 2022 and late 2021 oh, is just the star this year. Me- meteoric ascent of uh after fi- you know the overnight sensation after 15 years of breaking another one back another one of those you guys are known for that you guys so many of these overnight sensations that have been 15 13 year pros that just come out of nowhere and just finally finally and get to shine get, get imagine shine that imagine playing to people's strengths instead of spotlighting their weaknesses or presenting them as not special or presenting them as also rands. Why not let people be the best that they can be? And right. you saw it with Blackwood. You saw it with Reefer. You see it with, with everyone, with Nick Wayne. You know what I mean? If Nick Wayne couldn't go and couldn't get those responses, he wouldn't be there. So you get the opportunity. And just getting the opportunity is an endorsement in a sense. You know what I mean? Because you're there, you're booked, you're being paid. But then you have to get that crowd. But in a way, the crowd half likes you already because you're booked. You just have to live up to and exceed those expectations, in my opinion, to then really deliver. I've been yeah. I've been saying for uh, pretty much since it was announced on on Twitter, but uh, about weekly now that uh, World on Lucha is going to be the show at oh uh, at Mania Weekend that people are going to be like, "Holy shit! I'm so happy I went and saw that," and everyone who didn't go is going to be like, "Fuck! I wish I went and saw that." I'm gonna say the only thing about that. How did he not go with Johnny Lucha? He's yeah, Johnny Caballero. I, I was Johnny surprised. Caballero. You gotta be Johnny Lucha. Come on. Johnny know. Lucha is perfect. I'm yeah. I'm really hoping my back holds up because there's finally an indie show near me, and uh, the main event is Josh Alexander and John Hennigan. Ooh. Wow. And I'm like, Ooh. please God, if I can sit up long enough to travel on a bus and then sit through a wrestling show, like let my please let these discs hold up. I have to go to this. Wow! Way to that, yeah, but yeah, dude. The his post WWE run has been another one with you guys. Just I can't wait to see what else he does. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. The, yeah, I agree with you guys. That world on Lucha, uh, Gringo Locos has done himself. Each announcement uh, exceeds the previous announcement. The fact that we're having a Psycho uh, Clown and Wagner, yeah, yeah like a rematch God. of the biggest Triple Mania of all time. It's going to be cool, and dude, the whole weekend. I mean, you know, also what. Uh, AJ's doing with for the culture having hit row or whatever they're called now instead of what was it the hitmakers right hitmakers and Shane Taylor promotions wow a- a- AJ versus Darius yeah right Billy Damn. Dixon versus uh what was that main event the oh versus Hoodfoot I think right. the verbiage was all black deathmatch main event or something like that it's gonna be dead. never been when was when that's never happened I guess in in the industry yes yeah, like a else? black a black deathmatch main event. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, dude, that's gonna be cool, man. That that whole weekend's gonna be great. I can't yeah. wait. But like, before we even get there, I mean, so what's? Yes, yeah, so you don't, you got Atlanta, the astronaut, and then after that, it's pretty much Dallas, right? You don't do anything yeah. else until then, man. So this is it. That's this the go, the go home. home. For, go home, man. Yeah, Atlanta, and what a debut, too, man. Like, wow, are we, huge. Card. Are we huge. are already announced Gresham versus Blake Christian? We touched on uh, Ar Fox versus Nick Wayne. Like holy shit, that match right there might be the stealer of the whole thing. Because like, indeed, 
bro, AR Fox yeah. is so good. And he's another one of those guys that's probably going to be like, oh, there's another overnight 15 year sensation. Yeah. When he finally gets some like actual attention. That guy, yeah, he's such a mega star in terms of talent. Like what he's able to do in the ring, it's like, un it's uncanny to have that much talent all in one place, that much specialized talent all in the same building. And what he can do, he's a good trainer. He, WWA4 down there, too, mm -hmm. he, he runs is in Atlanta is just, he's and he's I, very selective with work. with bookings like i very think a lot, a lot more people would book him if they could you know what i mean because he's that fucking good but it's like uh you know it's I'm like pretty, throwing you put a bottle in the ocean and throw it out with a note in it and if it comes back you you can book aca i mean uh ar fox i'm pretty sure he trained um baron black who's oh wow like jonathan gresham's guy now uh, with terminus because i remember uh I, I had at one point I was running like 2011. I was running some shows up here and I had booked AR Fox and it was right before he went off on his uh, Japan run there, his first tour in Japan. And it actually overlapped and he had to cancel my show to go do those. Um, but yeah, dude, he's, he, he was bringing Baron with him, but it was like, that was his guy. He's like, he's my, he's drives me. He's my guy. He's my, he's my trainee. So like, that's where Baron black came from is from that WWA four uh, AR Fox tree so yeah that's gonna be a fucking killer and he's in atlanta too so that's like his hometown like yeah yeah, yeah. For that and then we get tony depp and an ach like Ooh. holy shit man right indeed speaking of gringo gringo and ninja mac got announced today oh that's 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 not even up here yet for that but yeah. that's gonna be gringo loco and ninja mac got announced like just before we started this show oh that's, that's cool. insane within a couple hours of us uh, starting it I mean, um, that's going to be incredible. I, I'm a you. The moment I saw Ninja Mac, I was same thing. I was like, this guy is destined for the biggest things. And uh, I'm I honestly shocked that he doesn't have a contract right now. I know he yeah, just know. made his European debut this weekend. He's in Germany right now oh, for um, was it w WXW, right? Yeah, the 16 karat. Yeah, this yeah. Weekend? Yeah. Is so he, how great uh, is that? And he's going to old Japan. Uh, Noah. Yeah, Noah. Oh, Noah. sorry, Noah. My bad. My yeah. bad. Yeah. So that's so cool, man. I love They're going to love him too. in Japan. I hope They're to gonna God they fucking... love him in Germany. There's no one like Ninja Mac. There's Nobody. nothing like it. They're going to eat him up in Japan, bro. They're going to love that. I shit. just can't wait till he's the star that he deserves to be because he he's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, performer. Not everybody understands him, but mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to understand him. What I understand is I can't tell you how many people I've seen at shows and talked to that are like the husband or wife of the uh, or the friend of the person who's really the fan, and they just came to a company – and then they saw Ninja Mac come out and like, they don't even like wrestling. Ninja Mac wrestles in the first match. They buy the Ninja Mac shirt. And then they take a picture with Ninja Mac at his merch booth while wearing the shirt. And they're like, Ninja fucking Mac. Because yep. he somehow just transcends everything. And he, whether you even know about wrestling or not, you see him and you're just like, this is special. You know what I mean? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a performance. Yeah. Bet that. Yeah. And he's fucking awesome. He's such a good dude. I got to hang out with him in Chicago, I guess, was the first time uh, during that weekend and, like, last year and every time since. You know, he's just – I love hanging out with that dude. He's so yeah. good shit. He's a cool-ass cool guy. Really he has that cool in common dude. with the whole GCW locker room, minus, yeah, of course. I don't consider Matt Cardona part of the locker room. They do make him dress separately, which I appreciate. <laughs> well, that, that's a good segue into the Mike Jackson. We touched on it a little bit. And that's going to be – that's an interesting uh, – that's such an interesting ass fucking pairing. Hey, home, we just got some Ninja Mac just won what? gold in Germany too. Apparently, oh, that's Circle to... Scott. What up, Scott? What a wow! Uh, he's been gonna be a super show too. Oh no, I guess he was the 16 carry. I guess he won that 
tournament or title. Well, I don't know what's going on. I have to look really? it up and see because he was in. I'm going to pull this up and see what he did. Because I know he, lo- he lost on night one, he said. But then I know there was a night two. I'm not sure how it works. Let's see. I'll have to pull it up over Sydney and see what he won. Ninja Mac in Germany. But that's awesome for him, man. Good for him, dude. Man, that's crazy. Good job, Ninja Mac. I'm not sure. Maybe Scott can tell us. I haven't seen yet. I can't find it. I'm trying to find it while we're doing the show. I'm not doing a good job. Anyway, of course, Scott, wow. if you can uh, throw us a little detail. Like, what What did he win a belt? Did he win the tournament? Or what happened? Oh, he posted a pick 15 minutes ago. Okay. He, <laughs> he posted All like right. 15 minutes ago. All right, well, let's go pull up his Twitter then. Let me go see what we got there. I have not been on social media for two hours and 11 minutes. Same here, man. Oh. Same here. <laughs> Um, but while we're, what, Mike, you pull that up. I'm pulling some, looking at some other stuff. But yeah, we also got the uh, the extreme title match: AJ Gray and Effie in Atlanta. Effie's Effie is Atlanta, baby. Effie you know, is so. fine. Effie is everything, and AJ Gray is a fucking machine in the ring. I don't know if it was AJ said it. Champion. AJ was like, yeah. "Why does the sec- Why is the second gear crew the only crew that has to fight each other?" Maybe That's a good shot. question. But I guess they're the only. I guess you're, they're you're the only the, ones that can't because they they that what they stand for is basically just you know we're badasses friends that can fight and you know they're not going to hate each other over the match. They're probably going to enjoy sure. it more. It and makes titles, sense. you know, when there's titles on the line, or even if it's just pride and prestige, you know what I mean. Uh, I know I I I never thought about Effie fighting AJ, but now that it's happening, I'm like, holy shit! And Effie's never held gold in GCW, and that's. Could That's this be Effie's time in his hometown? It? Imagine Effie's all the extreme. wrestling. The wrestling is gay fan. You know the literal fans, like people waving themselves with the fans, and like pink studded confetti falling from the ceiling. And you know, I've like seen, that, you know that blow up thing, like Bailey used to have that, but like two giant dicks next to the ring just blowing. Like, man, that'd be <laughs> the production value would be amazing. I've seen Effie wrestle in oh, that building. Man. I've seen Make Effie wrestle in second now. center stage, and center stage loves Effie. Like I've seen um, him in that building, and that crowd goes nuts for him in that building. That place. So, so, update: uh, Ninja Mac he beat AC Romero to become the Shotgun Champion in XW or WXW. Ooh. Shotgun Champion beat AC yeah. Romero. That's an interesting pairing too. Like that's that is that's a, a match. That's a, I want to see that's that. A, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. yeah. That's almost AC's like just, reminiscent of like a Sam Stackhouse versus a Ninja Mac. They must right? have crossed paths and have they crossed paths in Texas? They or? have to, right? I mean, they're local in Texas. They got to. Sam, you never know. Here. Sam, I think, is only on his sixth or seventh now. I know it was fifth the other week, but I think he's only on his sixth or seventh uh, Texas appearance so far. Ah. So maybe they've just been locker room compatriots. But man, and now we've also got the last the Atlanta the main event. It looks like we got Hate Club versus Second Gear Crew for the uh, tag team titles in a death match. God damn, son! Now I don't know exactly the Georgia Athletic Commission rules, but I'm guessing light tubes and all that shit's going to be wide open, huh? And glass or what? Do you know? Because I know New York, we didn't get we couldn't get any glass and no blood, but I know Georgia's not like that. We're in the South, so I'm assuming we get fucking normal wide open. GCW deathmatch rules, I would hope. Let's see. I had to look into that. Do you know anything about that, KG? Do you know what the athletic commissions – do they give a shit about anything in Georgia as far as – I don't think there is an athletic commission in Georgia, is there? Even better. I don't know. I really wouldn't know. <coughs> I don't believe so. Ask. 
I've never been involved. I've never worked in Atlanta or whatever, and I've never put on a show or anything or okay. done anything like that in Atlanta. But to my knowledge, I've never heard of an Atlanta or I should I know, say a Georgia State Athletic Commission. I know there's one in South Carolina. Okay. Because I know usually South a lot of times it's where is there not wrestling, and then you'll find an athletic commission. It, South Carolina, <laughs> if there's blood, the match has to be stopped. True, though. Yeah. So dumb. Wait, really? Like oh yeah. man, that's dumb as hell. Yeah, stuff like that, and I've because I've seen companies use it for like uh, storyline purposes too. You know uh, what I mean? Like, like, you know, like oh, the, at- athletic, the athletic commission made it stop because somebody got hurt, kind of thing. And you know, that so we're gonna go fight in the next city over. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll run it back to next week in North Carolina. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. It's wild in a way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think uh, when state athletic athletic commissions do things like make the promoters have a bond that they can pay all the performers, I think that's great. If a state athletic commission wants to mandate that people need to have a physical or, or a blood test, it's an added uh, hassle to promoting, but that truly helps people, keeps everyone safe. Uh, if they want to mandate that some kind of medical care has to be there, that's great. Anything beyond that in terms of what the show is allowed to be is, is fucking preposterous. Yeah. 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 Age limits, content restrictions, like yeah, all that sort of Think shit. Think about like, well, you, you're you, you know about the hardcore music scene and shit like that. When you go to a concert, if you went to go see uh, some mainstream band like Huey Lewis, nothing's gonna happen to you. If you go see Rancid and you go right up against the barrier, everyone's gonna be going crazy around you. We don't need a, a music commission to protect the people from being hurt by the people who. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. Like, you lost him for a second, but yeah. no, that's but, yeah. You know what you're signing up for when you go to these kind of play. Like, like, like if I if I buy ringside seats for an AEW show, I know I'm sitting right behind the guardrail. You know, I, I, I might get my knees bumped with a guardrail. Sure, you know, you might have to but, get out of your seat and move. Yeah, but I know but if I, I'm getting ringside seats at a GCW show. I might have to clear entirely out of the area of my seat because Shane Mercer is going to throw Yoya into the fifth fucking row. Fucking Yoya, <laughs> or like uh. you know, I'm or someone's going to get put through a plate of glass in the ring, and just the shrapnel. You know, I. We know what we're signing up for as fans when we attend these things. And even if you didn't, you watch what the people around you were doing, and you adapt. I was trying yeah. to make the point before of that you don't need a music commission to uh, make it safe for you to be at a concert because some people are jumping off the stage and some people just want to watch the show. People can figure shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just dumb to me. Like in the same way, imagine stopping a concert because the singer crossed the invisible line between the stage and the audience and held the mic out or whatever. It, it just becomes dumb. This is content. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's, it's a show, you know, they don't restrict what's in a play based on a government entity that often wants to take a percentage of the money and all this shit, man, fuck that. If I may be so bold. I had to dip off camera for a second. I was like, hey, what's going on over here? Come back. Um, Have you seen my posters? <laughs> right? Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so Atlanta, dude, that's, uh, I, I can't, I can't wait. And then we got, what do you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight shows in Texas. The collective is a, an experience like no other to anyone who's coming to Dallas for WrestleMania weekend, whether you get the package and get a ticket at a discounted price for every show the whole weekend to get to experience the world on Deathmatch, uh, the world on Lucha, uh, the Spring Break 1 and 2, on and on, the world of Deathmatch, if I didn't say that. 
Planet Death Match? Planet Death. Planet Death. And the world on Lucha. Big Gay Brunch. Um, I love Big Gay Brunch. Big Gay Brunch is the best. I love being being an ally of the community and being able to, in other words, I I can support a community without being a a member of the community. And I like being able to lend (laughs) my voice to accentuate and... Yeah, what what he does with, uh, yeah, what Effie does with that show is, ah, it's 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 amazing, honestly. You know, I mean, that's the most fun I've had. I like, get the last one, the the, the one. And it, what was the last Effie's uh, brunch? Was that in Chicago? Chicago? Games? Yeah, games? yeah. I, that was the most fun I had the entire weekend. That, it was that show, great. It was and so much fun. Effie is a genius. Effie is a mastermind. And for me, it's just an honor to, to lend my voice and to enhance and amplify the voices of the LGBTQ plus community and to let them get their shine in wrestling because there's no, no one is doing that. You know what I mean? Literally, there's no one. There's no. Effie. You know what I mean? And Effie could be content to just make it all about Effie and keep doing Effie things, which Effie does. But then Effie takes the time to like, hey, here's a platform for everyone to shine step up yep. get your shine run it all year elevate your game get called up you know whatever it's going to be but it's incredible what effie does and people like paro uh being a key part of it even recent mm-hmm. editions like pollo del mar uh and i can go on down the roster of yeah. everyone that's a part of it but it's it's just really so ashton star comes to mind you know there, mm-hmm. there's just so many great performers and i love to see the empowerment and whether it's aj gray uh, whether it's this show, whether it's Lucha, think about the think of the communities and the everything that you're supporting and spotlighting through through this wrestling event. A lot of people will be content to just have wrestling, wrestling all the time, but why not deliver the on shows that are already super packed with performers and variety? Imagine then surrounding those shows with the most diverse and wonderful rosters and matches. It, there's no need to go anywhere else. You know what I mean? Honestly, like I have no desire. I might go by WrestleMania one of the day, I guess the second day, maybe uh, if I get a free ticket or something, but that's what I keep telling everybody. I'm going, if, if somebody, if I get hooked up with a WrestleMania ticket, I might go. Yeah. But if not, if not, I'm, I'm there for everything else because it's just, there's gonna be so much. To take there's in. everything that I want to see is all happening in the collective. And no matter what you're into or not into, there's something there for you and there's something there if you've never seen it before you can now become a fan of that style or or that world and then speaking of world there's the gcw world's fair with podcasts and food trucks mm-hmm. and bars and merchandise vendors. yeah vendors, vendors. yeah yeah that's like i even looked into possibly i was gonna i was thinking about trying to get a table but i was like i think that's gonna handcuff of my ability to go and enjoy and be part of everything because i'm sure. gonna have to be manning my booth you know, I, I know of uh, I know of one performance. Fly me in, Cass. Yeah, there you go. You have a yeah. table minder. I know I'll, of uh, one. All I can do is sit. <laughs> there, there's one performance that is uh, I, I've actually been working on bringing to the world on or the GCW. There's so many worlds. Sorry. Yeah. The right? GCW World's Fair. Uh, there's one performance to that theater that I'm currently working on securing. And it's pretty. It's ninety five percent done. So we'll wait till it's done. But I think people are really going to dig in and be surprised by it. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we're going to do. I uh, will do another show next week, previewing it again, previewing Atlanta more specifically. We touched on it this week, but I'd, I'm going to I'm going to be there. So we'll 
Hell yeah. We'll, and we'll, we'll do something next week for this to hype that show up too. And I don't know what's going on with my connection today. I have a super high-speed connection. I'm able to stream and do all this stuff with unlimited I, capacity. And today, Same here, man. I don't know. Mine does the same thing. It's that weird. was when you need it the most. Yeah. yeah. No like worries, I could but... put in a two-hour Call of Duty run without a second of lag, but then here we are. Yeah. it's all Sorry right, about that. Dude, I don't we care. Like we did great. Sometimes. We It happens. But, man, I had a blast talking to you, of course, as always, buddy. Um, tell plug all your stuff. Tell everybody where to find your Please, you on social. Plug all your the game changer Patreon. Let's get all that good stuff out of the way. Tell everybody Hell where to, to the find yeah. I'll start with uh, my socials are simple. OG Kevin Gill. That's me on Twitter. That's me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook too, just as Kevin Gill. I have a like page. It's mildly active. I, it's under KG Kevin Gill. And then uh, uh, dignifiedbastard.com is where you can buy records I've reissued from the hardcore scene, as well as you can get one of my last. I think I have four of those amazing Japanese uh, designed oh, KG those, shirts. I think, those shirts are awesome, dude. I think I have four left from the first pressing from 2X to L, I believe, is the range that uh, is uh, available now. But there's a few of those left on there. And then, of course, GCW's Patreon, I think a part of the reason for GCW's continued triumph and success through the, um, pande- uh, the pandemic era and beyond has been the support of the fans, not just in person, not just on GCWmerch.com, but then being part of this Patreon community where we're able to be very frank and open in our discussions you know, on the podcast, everything, because everything is just for the most diehard people that are paying for content to support keeping the lights on. And you don't have to, you know how it is. Like today I'm being me completely, as you guys can tell, and I'm not really filtering anything. And that's part of the benefit of having just recorded with Brett last night. So I'm still in that mode. Normally, you know how it is. You have to be a little bit guarded or you don't want to say, oh, I don't want to say this or, uh, you know, blah, 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 get heat. But we're just able to be completely candid and honest with the audience. I think they uh, appreciate that. We've got a ton of great content on there beyond the podcasts and beyond the monthly mailings and the merch drops and the signed postcards and the World of Deathmatch podcast hosted by Alex Colon. So that's a great place to be and support. GCWmerch.com is, of course, awesome. Uh, all the official GCW merch, including signed event posters, oh, like the ones you see here. <laughs> are, are all sharp, the, too. Are all of the, I have so many more. I have to get more walls. Um, but that's all available at gcwmerch.com. And, uh, what else? Uh, my hot sauce, my Buffalo, what up though? Buffalo sauce is about to drop from, uh, snack season sauces. Uh, it's been taken, uh, taken a bit of time. So I apologize to everyone who pre-ordered, but, uh, it's going into product like physical production. They now have the labels and they'll start cooking. Uh, it's either this weekend or within a day or two. So everyone will be getting those. And then I should have some at shows and stuff like that. And of course, GCW Atlanta, GCW oh, with the man. collective here in uh, in the Bay Area. You can check me out on the Underground Wrestling Alliance, Agua, where me and Pollo Del Mar do over the PA commentary with super pro lights, sound and uh, cinematography and just call crazy shit. And there's been some uh, infusion, uh, juicy, fina- you know, some of the performers live out here, juicy finale and uh, people like that. But then there's like Matthew Justice has come by. Other people have come by. So you never know who's going to pop up at Ugwa, even MVP. But check them out on YouTube and stuff. They're a great up young uh, – what's the right word? They're, they're just an underground company that, 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 that does it, and it looks really cool. And then on the international side of things, there's a company called Middle Kingdom Wrestling uh, based out of China. And they have a YouTube channel, and uh, I do commentary for them. And I recently got to call a historic match uh, sponsored by the United States government who put together like uh, – 
a show, a series of shows to bring understanding and uh, togetherness between the Chinese and American people. And their thought was to use pro wrestling and having two teams, each of a, a Chinese person and an American person uh, fight each other would be the ultimate show of brotherhood and whatever. And uh, showing a new culture and a new audience, this culture of, of professional wrestling, which you've seen what it did for Japan and America and Germany and the UK, but China is like an un, untapped mine of, of audience. You know what I mean? And the fact that Middle Kingdom Wrestling is bringing wrestling to China and they have a school there and they're training people and producing content, it's fucking awesome. Check it out. They have Chinese language programming, of course. Uh, but they sprinkle in me uh, to have American-based programming for people to watch on YouTube. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, saw that that press release a couple weeks ago, and we ran the article on that, and I looked into it, and that's just that's awesome, dude. That's, I'm, I just love it. It's crazy, like literally crazy to me that the United States government, the State Department, and the uh, – what do they call those people? Um, uh uh, like uh, foreign affairs, something like that. It's like uh, what are they? But the, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. The State Department and these people were like, "How can? What's a way we could do this? Or how can we try to make an inroad or something?" And it, to me, it's just so wild because you know it could have been music, it could have been a movie, it could have been whatever. But instead, it was a a small wrestling tour through China. You know what I mean? That's so cool. Uh, the friend, the uh. Diplomacy uh, through wrestling. Yeah, yeah, literally. I said you. I, I um. You should hear the commentary on it because I I give it the the full gravitas. You know what I mean? Especially in the the opening minute or two and the closing minute or two. Like, oh yeah, the opening minute or two is like a reel of me doing like the movie theater read of the magnitude of the event, and I, I'm in love with it. So I hope <laughs> I hope oh, everyone likes it if they check it out. Oh, dude, I'm gonna look it up and watch it as soon as I can. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Um. Mike, what about you, man? Tell everybody what you're up to. Oh no, we can't. We got we, we got you, Kev. We're gonna have some stuff from you next week because you're going. We touched on earlier. You're going to Revo you're going to watch Revolution <laughs> in the theater for the first time and check out a theater experience. You're gonna tell us all about that. Yeah, in tw in 25 hours and 15 minutes, I will be at the AMC Metreon in San Francisco. I will be experienced. I I would imagine they have to show the pre-show matches on there. I'm yeah. sure the oh, yeah, it starts at four. Yeah. will have to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. starts at four. Perfect. So yeah, I'll be there. I'm gonna experience the whole thing. Uh, I'll definitely have a my own goodie bag, if you will. And nice. I, I'm just gonna have the best time ever. I, I cannot wait to see wrestling in a movie theater. I've always wanted to see it. I love that AEW is always doing the core business so well but then always being open to because you never know when stuff's gonna hit yeah. and and ways to connect and you know it's less it's less to buy a ticket to see it in the movie theater than it is to buy it on pay-per-view mm -hmm. it's 50 dollars yeah. on pay-per-view it's 25 dollars at the movie theater and yep. i'm media so guess what i'm paying boom 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 we took care of it for you brother <laughs> took care of it for you so that's Much even better love. man Much no love. man glad i'm glad you're doing that for me i'm glad i could send you out to do it man i'm looking forward to it and thanks again for coming on today and talking with us but hell yeah uh, man you guys yeah. made the two and a half hours seem like it was yeah we were minutes. we were shooting he, he's like how long are we doing it's like yeah we're gonna shoot for 45 to an hour here we are at two hours and 30 minutes it's like the, <laughs> it's like the mlj show man mike and i did the same thing we, we were, we were yeah. like yeah we'll shoot for 45 minutes in like an hour and a half hour and, and a like, half Emil, I got to wrap this, bro. We were like nowhere <laughs> near it. We, yeah, I was like, we got to cut it. We're going to be talking for another four hours here. So, Cat, yeah, Emma, we got to go. 
Cat Cass gave me like the rundown for the shoes. Like, all right, we're gonna talk about last weekend. We're gonna talk about next weekend. Yeah, anything else that's coming up, and then like you know, we'll see what else we talk about. Yeah, like, we I knew how was gonna go. I was I like, you and K- go. I was like, you and KG. No, everything else is gonna get talked about. So. <laughs> I know, I know how this was gonna go. Like, we're gonna be all over the place. All right. But I, this, this is better. I think this is more fun this way than just to have a format that I tried to stick with. But we covered everything we needed. We talked about last Hell weekend. Yeah. We talked about next weekend. We we previewed a little bit. Of yeah, and we Dallas. got ex- we got to do extended things like break down the video game financing of Tony Khan. We got all to do types this of stuff. State of television vision round table on the industry yeah. you know what i mean uh all, right. all my thoughts awesome. and opinion you know the opinions of kg are the opinions of kg you know what i mean hey man the only person i speak for is myself so i'm I, glad to I, share my opinions especially i love being able to sit here and pick your brain and hear hear your thoughts on things man so thanks for coming and doing this for us and mike tell everybody about yourself where you're going to be at what you've been up to where we can find you lately and all that good shit brother i'm gonna try to start writing some articles again if uh you know my actual work i get people, it you know? yeah i get but it that, my back's all fucked up so like sitting up to do uh shows not great not great for me but i'm getting back into it i've been feeling a little better so tomorrow night i'm gonna be back here on body slams youtube doing uh, an aw revolution post show hell yeah and, uh yeah talking about that uh you know you might see me here you might see me there yeah. uh you'll always see me on twitter th- there, wherever it's there, at wherever there, there you are ah, i'm bad it. at that too yeah, but yeah, man, I had a blast with you guys as always. Tom, thanks for hanging out. Everybody in the chat, we had a blast with you, blast with you guys. And again, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up on the video. All that helps out the al- algorithm. You can find me right here at Casshole with three O's, C-A-S-S-H-O-O-O-L-E. Uh, make sure to follow the Bodyslam.net uh, Twitter as well and all our social medias. You can find us everywhere at Bodyslam.net. And man, guys, thanks again for hanging out with us. Yeah, we're somewhere here. I'm the worst, bro. I can't ever get my left. Yeah, no, it's always backwards. Yeah, it's and then when I think I got it, I'm still doing it wrong. I'm like, no, I got to go. Wait, this. But yeah, and uh, you can find all of our stuff as well. Not only are we on video on YouTube and Twitch, you can find us on pretty much any podcast platform that you can think of. We're on it. Uh, Even some exclusive ones to like India. So we're on some of these big Indian. We're, we're pretty big in India guys. Huge. I don't know if you guys know that, but we're big bigger in than India. ring cock King. Uh, That's our, it's our geographically second, speaking. It's our second biggest you guys demo. Are bigger than ring cock King. It's our second biggest demo is the Indian market. So yeah. I'm all about uh, all right. over there and Hey, let's watch some ring King and talk about it. I am. How down, fun would that so. be? I've never got to watch a full episode of it, but I'm a fan of uh, Sanjay Dutt. And I used to be a fan of Jeffy. AKA yeah. Jeff Jarrett. And oh, also, yeah. hey, while we're talking about podcasts, I used to do a show called The Kevin Gill Show. And there's like almost 200 episodes of interviews with like uh, Darby Allen, Adam Page, oh, nice. not Adam Page, Adam Cole, uh, MVP. Uh, I could go on and on. It's like a Mick Foley. It's a who's who of interviews all conducted in person. It's just audio, pro audio. But to all the viewers and listeners, go give a list. Oh, I almost fell over these boxes behind me. Um, uh, give a listen because there's a lot of cool interviews on there. And it, it, it's mostly evergreen stuff. Like it's not all, oh, Jeff Cobb, uh, Keith Lee, not Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. That's cool. Sean Waltman uh, did three two-hour episodes. Um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Like it's literally ridiculous who was on my oh, show. Cool. So give it, a, give it a spin. It's fun and it's evergreen. Like it's not so much about what happened on Saturday. It's more like... What's speaking happening? of speaking of Mick Foley, I've meant to tell you about this. So I guess when we were in uh, Atlantic City was when he was there, right? And you mm-hmm. saw him. Oh yeah. Did you did you give him an ICP shirt? 
No, I'm sure he uh, he probably has one from when he appeared. He right? definitely uh, put you over on Sirius Radio uh, on what? an interview. Because I actually – it was, I guess, the week afterwards he was on a Shade 45 on um, – <laughs> On on Rude Jude or somebody's like that, and I just happened to be uh, listening and listening to what? it. Uh, it was a, like a replay of it, and I thought it was recent because this was like a couple months, like a month or sure, two ago. And sure. I thought it was more recent. I'm listening to it, and I'm like hearing him talk right at the end. I'm like, oh, this is a week after he did the GCW thing because they were putting over his ICP shirt, and he was like, actually, I got that from my friend Kevin Gill, and, and he put over the GCW show the week before. So I, he mentioned, I so I don't know if he got the ICP maybe shirt in the in the, pa- in the past, in the past, maybe a long time ago, I gave it to him. Yeah, but like, I, I give a look if you can find that on Shade. Oh, I will find it. He was on my. I, I don't know. I probably mentioned that. That's what brought this up. But he was on my podcast too, and mm-hmm. just a great guy who's done a lot for me. Um, I got to. Uh, host one of his comedy shows at a huge theater here in the Bay Area, and oh, I got I love to. His comedy uh, shows. They're so good. Me and Will Hobbs did a little. A uh, powerhouse Hobbs did a little angle uh, during Mick Foley's comedy show that worked so well. We went to other cities with Mick and did it a few times, and oh, it's just great. hilarious because no he's, one he's knew from about out there Will where you Hobbs. Are too, right? He's from yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs is from East Palo Alto, just like oh, whatever cool. forty minutes from me. Yeah, but all those check- guys came up out here. You know what I mean? And Powerhouse Hobbs was a guy who was willing to die to get a deal with wwe and no matter how hard he tried they somehow didn't see in him what we all see in him dude he's he's a star and i'm glad watch him tomorrow yes in a movie theater oh man that match is gonna be so fun tomorrow night that's such a good uh they're gonna have to get some like they're gonna need like double brace ladder legs for some of those boys oh man I, i fully expect there to be a seventh guy even though they said they offered that seventh spot to scorpio and he traded it for the page van zant signing thing to get the title <laughs> yeah. match there's still going to be a seventh person sure yeah right oh, so maybe I, that's maybe I, that's where we get swerve who I knows you know what i mean certainly where we probably get swerve no Too that, bad we can't we can't get jeff hardy till the ninth my birthday so like Wednesday. that's not going to happen so it's like we can't that's get him until, that, that's yeah dynamite next dynamite Wednesday. is the first time jeff hardy can show up tony even mentioned that himself just, last just week. in time for matt hardy to act all erratically in a trios match tomorrow night Yep. The the swerve thing, since we haven't seen him on TV yet, and it's one of the few AEW signings that seemingly is fully, like yeah, everyone knows inevitable. about it, inevitable. but it, but it hasn't been uh, acknowledged. You know, and, and he's wrestling, uh, swerve is going to be at uh, Ring of Honor WrestleMania weekend. I wonder if, could it be swerve is going to be a foundation of Ring of Honor? You know what I mean? In this new era or, you know what I mean? Because they need people to be, in yeah. Ring of Honor, you know what I mean. You need, uh, and I'm not but... saying Swerve could be a top guy in AW. He's yeah. that fucking good. But in other words, he's so fucking good. Is he a guy you build Ring build of Honor around? around. Yeah, yeah, you're like, here is my number one draft pick. And yeah, I thought of it that way because I, I was yeah. just like, I just, I was like, they're gonna debut him. They'll probably just pop him right into the TNT title almost immediately. You know, like I figured, and they might. Just, I figured he, he just might. shows that's, up that's tomorrow, what... wins a ladder match, and wins a TNT title. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Like normally but, they don't hotshot people, but Swerve is like someone you would bend that you know bend from that norm for. But then Keith Lee's in that ladder match. Yeah, right? that's he's got to win it. But also, like for me, I'm like Wardlow. Oh, well, just yeah. for story purposes, I'm like, for story purposes, I'm like you know. Yeah, yeah, we got Wardlow, whole- Hobbs, Keith Lee, Orange Starks. Cassidy, Ricky Starks, Christian. and Christian. Christian, like Christian, Christian's there to be the le- the ladder match legend in a ladder match. Yeah, he's you know, there like, to he's there to quarterback that match for everybody. Make I sure people it, know what's up. Produce that shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, 
there's so many other like that's that's actually a hard one to like do a prediction on. It probably I would bet that it comes down to so to speak Wardlow and Lee, and then you know that's what creative and and all that is for. If you know because they're whoever's gonna win, it has to make the other guy still be a force. But that's the magic of a ladder match because there's no shame in like if you take some insane bump and a dude crawl uh, climbs the ladder, it's not like you tapped out or you got pinned. Yeah. You just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were on the floor while someone climbed yeah. the ladder. Yeah, every everyone everyone's get everyone's still protected coming out of a ladder match. Sure, yeah, but it'll maybe. be very. Aren't the bet? Uh, I saw someone tweeting the betting odds yesterday on the match. I haven't Wasn't, seen that yet. I th- I thought I could be wrong. I thought maybe Keith Lee was the odds-on favorite. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I, looking at the that match, I'd say he's probably the favorite. Just I would assume without even looking at Vegas odds and shit. But, <laughs> yeah, Vegas, I love this Las Vegas odds on wrestling creative. I I love so that weird. that's a thing now. I absolutely love that you can bet on wrestling. It's so fun to me to it's think a, that that's such a thing. I should try it sometime. Maybe I'll bet on a match for tomorrow, so it's like more exciting when I'm in the theater. Right? I'd be more comfortable betting on AEW than if I was like, betting. oh yeah, it's like you bet on WWE, you might not even get the match you bet on. But you, but at the same time, because WWE is so crazy, you could win the match that it, if you just well, look at the lineup and are like, oh, I, what's the dumbest thing that could happen, and then the thing, bet the, bet on that yeah, guy winning. And the thing right. with WWE though, those Vegas odds, you can usually tell the outcome of the big matches by looking at the Vegas odds Correct. because they got they get dialed in and they know that they know the, the actual outcome already, and you sure. start seeing the line slide. hundred percent. Usually, be is usually the way that that goes because they're they're that yeah they're that dialed into it. They're so looking like, oh. at the format of the show and being like, okay, on paper it says this guy's winning. Let's or oh oh it's a switch, and then the odds or they change. they know dirt sheet people or know people that are actually working. They get the little inside information because it's technically not you know. Yeah. It's a performance art, so it's not. The, I don't think there's anything illegal with knowing the outcome and adjusting your line accordingly. Sure, but, or just yeah, analyzing the marketplace and yeah. the news and et cetera. yeah, yeah, fun stuff like that. But yeah, man, that's gonna be a fun experience tomorrow. Man, I can't wait to hear how that goes for you, man. That's gonna be fun. I'm so, very excited. Thank yeah, you again and for like, the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I look forward to publishing my first work on BodySlam.net. Yeah, man, it'll be, it'll be, I'll, we'll get you all set up for that. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We've been in for almost three hours now. We yes. can let you go back and do your thing, man. But guys, thanks for coming. Game Changer Weekly. We're here every week. We'll be here next week. I uh, might have a special guest. I don't know who's going to be with us. You never know. I'll surprise you guys. But we will oh, preview snap. the Atlanta show. I'm going to be there for that one. I, I'm going to get out of my house. I, I've broken back or not, I can make that for the, for the trip. It's close enough to where, like, in worst case scenario, I'm just I'll go stay at my grandparent, my grandma's house. And be like, fuck it, I'm, it's close enough to crash. I'm not worried about it. So sure, I, you can count on me being there for that. And I will definitely see you guys in Dallas too. I've already got my tickets there. Oh yeah, so. I can't wait. Thanks to everybody who supports it and believes in Game Changer Wrestling. And if you're just watching this for some other reason and never saw GCW, do yourself Check a favor, explore the GCW YouTube page. Look at some of the matches that are up on there, and you'll just know right away. Like, oh, this isn't like your daddy's wrestling or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's or, some. And if you don't know, if you don't think you like, if it's like, ah, oh, it's a death match, too much blood, guts, that's not for me. That's not what it's about. Go check yeah. it out. You'll find something for you, man. I promise you. I tell people that all the time. A hundred percent. Listen, I mean, just, if, you, if you listen to all the stuff we were breaking down, you know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. was a death match in all of our discussion. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a, there was a match at a GCW show on the weekend that you could have taken that exact match and put it in like a group stage of a G1 tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I saw like, that written. That uh, that was that. It was Christian and that. Bailey was a G one match yeah. on a GCW easily, show. Easily, easily a G one caliber match on a GCW show, and that's easily. So, 
there goes a lot to say that you're you're doing a good job uh, breaking that stigma of just being a deathmatch place, and more people are watching, and everybody's checking it out, and it's just, and you you're you you get new fans too because of that that might not thought they liked deathmatch right. wrestling, and then they get brought in and they see what it's really about, and they see how these guys work and how these guys go, and you, you know, earn get new fans, and that's that's such it's so valuable to have such a wide. Uh, array of wrestling that you can present to your audience and you guys do a, a million a million percent and when like to, to any any fan that's listening like look at the lineup for atlanta that i think that really kind of sums up what gcw is about you're like there's a death match on the show there's an insane lucha match on the show there's the state-of-the-art technical match on the show there's you know what i mean like it's yeah. that to me is wrestling like you want the whole enchilada you want the variety of it. You don't just want the filling of the burrito. You want the burrito packed with all your favorite shit, covered and smothered and chunked and all that shit. And you're going to get it every and time. you're going to get it every fucking time from the last Outlaws. And, and, and why is that? Because Game Changer Wrestling keeps going and going and fucking going. Not just the headline. A, it's the truth. It's the truth. And there's a reason that literally our, the Game Changer Wrestling content that we put out on Body Slam is the most watched and the most fucking downloaded every time. Wow. Honestly. And I, I can look, I look at the numbers. I see it like what's the most popular every time. We get these ones that take off and certain random shows get more than everything. But consistently, these the, this fan base, GCW fan base, is the most diehard consistent. And they watch our stuff the most. And so. enga engagement in this day and age is everything, Cass. It's you everything. Know that. Everyone knows that. And yep. The GCW fans are the ones clicking the links. They're buying the stuff. They're supporting the shows, and they are truly part of it. And it, that's what makes us so unstoppable. It's not just Brett Lauderdale and Giancarlo and Joey Janela and everyone that makes it so great. Mm -hmm. And hey, it's KG on commentary. It's Dave Prezak. It's Lenny Leonard. Uh, and then they'll and the production people and GoPro and all that. But it's these fans, like they're they're to me they're equal with they're everyone else important. that I just named. They're just and as the important. referees and all that. It's it, the atmosphere when you walk in and you go to that show. It's you don't get that anywhere else in wrestling right now. And I agree. It, it, I will say that every show because I, people need to get that in their head that like if you think it's not for you, just go try it. It is for you. Just go if, try. If you, you like wrestling, like if you're here if you right like wrestling, now, it's for you. There's no yeah. fucking doubt. Yeah. If you don't, Sh you don't know it until you try it, and you're gonna you're gonna be surprised. You really yeah. are. Shout out mittens. Mid Shout out to Mittens, oh, love wrestling dude, ambassador. He is he is everywhere, man. I love it. There's a 99% chance that if it is a show on the East Coast and you see a man with a flag, it is that man. <laughs> oh, I well, oh, I just thought of one funny joke. Like where you were saying it's a very astute observation where some people think GCW is just death yeah. matches. So they're like, oh, yeah. I'm not a death match person. I don't want to watch it. But I always think one time I saw this comment on Twitter and I, I just, I, it's endlessly hilarious to me. It's a, uh, we used to have all these good death matches in GCW. Now we just get fucking yo-ya. <laughs> so I just, I always say that to Dave Prezak, like off mic or whatever. Like, you know, we used to do this, like the idea of like, all right, it's match one. It's the yo-ya scramble. And then match two, it's yo-ya's mystery partner. And yo-ya oh, is awesome. But I just love the idea that we used to have all these different things. Now we just have yo-ya. It just is hilarious. I love it. And hey, everyone has an opinion, but I mean, uh, Yo-Yo is great. I'm glad he's in Bloodsport. I love to see him in GCW, but I certainly don't think by any means anyone else is being held back or restricted <laughs> by the amount of Yo-Yo that is on the show. And why shouldn't he be on the show? You know uh, what I mean? He's yeah, so he's good. Fucking good anyway. <laughs> but thinking I, you, uh, you can put it for anything. Man, we used to go out and have fun. We used to always do cool shit. Now we just get Yo-Yo. Yo you know what I mean? <laughs> 
every time I get yo-yo, I'm like, oh shit, who's gonna, where's he gonna land? What's gonna happen? Yeah. Like, I get excited. Hell Man, yeah. Oh god. So last weekend you were there. Was Brett losing his mind over the chairs, like the chair fucking budget? Not- he, I was watching all these golden chairs just get <laughs> destroyed. I'm like, oh my god, he's gotta be just fucking losing his mind. He didn't seem to be like uh he uh he was a little bit further away from me at the commentary position than he usually is. Um, he wasn't as mad as he was during the famous incident. You know what I mean? The, the one before. Warner. Yeah. Oh, I was well, then there was the, the one the weekend before. The Mance Warner one was great. Oh, because God. I got to, that was what brought me up. I was going to say, because I saw the one the week before <laughs> where he puts the pictures like $580 of yeah. chair damage or whatever the fuck it was. And Mance reached me. He's like, what? None of it mine, right. baby. Or whatever the fuck. Man, stop breaking all the fucking <laughs> chairs. It's a hot break. I didn't break them. I didn't break them. And that's on the commentary uh, mics. Like they're screaming so at each good. other from I one can't. foot away over the commentary mics. I can't <laughs> wait for Mans to come back in Atlanta. It's next, it's next week. It's next week. I know. I can't, I'm I can't so wait. happy. Oh, I Lord. I was so happy when I saw him in New York. I'm standing on the corner catching a buzz on the street. And I see him and Justice walking down. They see me. They get all excited. They come like, what are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing, baby? And I'm like, you know what I'm doing. He's like, oh, shit. And they just sat there <laughs> hang out talking to me for a few minutes and just – I love those guys, man. They're so much fun. So Great. So Second Gear Crew is real deal, man. They're the they best. They are, man. And I love it. Like somebody said, what does it take to be in the Second Gear Crew? I think it was AJ. He's like, you got to be able to party with us all night. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm Second Gear Crew because I've done that with you guys. So let's go. Sure. <laughs> those guys go extra hard. I've I've partied with those guys all night, but like I've done it a handful of times. They do it oh, yeah. every Constantly. time. Constantly. I love it, man. I love they it. get it's a hotel so room that they don't need, or at least there's beds in the hotel that they mostly don't need. You know what I'm they, saying? Yeah, they're never in there. Or they're, yeah, they're, exactly. They're or if they are in yeah. there, they're not like uh, in a, uh, yeah. a, a a sleeping state. Yeah, exactly. Let's just say it's, that. Yeah, the beds there to put <laughs> shit on. The beds there to pile your sure. clothes on or to sit on. Squishy but table. Yeah, Atlanta's going to be great, man. I'm looking forward to that so much. And I mean, dude, Effie is Atlanta. That's his hometown, man. I mean, you're going to see. Cannot if wait. you think that Effie crowd, I mean, if you've never seen a, an Effie Atlanta show, it's something different, man. Just because that crowd knows that Effie is Atlanta. And I've seen him in center stage before doing it for CWF Atlanta or Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. And I can't wait for that GCW crowd to experience Effie. And, and oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait to uh, be a part of Game Changer Wrestling at the world's famous center stage, beaming it's, live to the world on Fight oh, TV. I, I get, I'm, I'm excited just thinking about it, man. That building is, it's, you're going to love it, bro. You're going to love it. I it's, cannot it's, wait. Cannot it's right wait. downtown. It's right downtown. Really? Too, right there in the heart of it. Yeah. Like right off near William street, right there. Kind of the, okay. Yeah. Right. Midtown man. Right there where everything needs to be. It's right. In the wow. heart. It's on Peachtree. I think if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Definitely. so it's like be a good time. Yeah, there's like a parking garage right underneath. It's cool. So even <laughs> though you're right downtown, like you don't really have to go far to get there. Like sure, they, they leave you in. You can park right underneath and like Cork and walk Hall. right in, man. It's cool as shit, dude. So you're gonna have a blast. I'm looking forward to it. So oh, I can't wait. I hope we'll I, I look stories. forward to seeing you there. I look forward to seeing all the fans there and all the GCW people there. It's gonna be fucking yeah, great. Can't wait. So guys, until next week. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, have some good stories and all that shit next week for you guys. So thanks for everything, guys. Appreciate it. Love Get you guys. Out. Peace out. Thanks for having me. Love you, me. KG. Thanks, buddy.